This week's episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to us by Angel Gonzalez. Angel Gonzalez. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Angel, you were um, an angel investor by way of uh, donating to our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Angel. Yeah, one of my, my best friends growing up was named Angel. Yeah, it's a pretty cool and name. It is, it is a cool name. And he, uh, I think he killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that this angel will do that, but I'm fairly certain that he killed a guy. Cool. So, yeah, uh, don't be like that angel. No. It's another, it's another, it's like Goofus and Gallant, except it's just angel and angel. <laughs> and you can just be one of the two angels. <laughs> There are only two kinds of angels in this world. Angel kills somebody, yeah. but Angel donates to our Patreon. Yeah, and Angel, by kicking us a little bit of money each month, probably got something pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. so if you want to check that out, you can go to patreon.com forward slash duckpeedtv. There was nothing left. I went to sleep. A candy-colored clown, they call it <laughs> Oh, looky-loo, boys. We've got company. Now don't run! Don't run, boy! What's your name? Nemo. Little Nemo. Hello, little. Welcome to Dreamland. You can call me Flip. Hello, Flip. (laughs) Now, Nemo, you just stumbled into a hornet's nest, yeah? And you know what they say about a hornet's nest, don't you? Once you get stung, you go for... And that's when they took me on a nightmare hell ride. See it! See, that's why Mallet Mouse gets fucked. That's why Mallet Mouse gets fucked? See it, like you have a fucking soul! That's, that's why Mallet Mouse gets fucked! Good. You see, Nemo, here in Dreamland, we like to wear our fun friends. I don't know if he's ready, Flip. He looks... Pretty nervous. Shut up, you fuck frog! Don't look at me! Now, Nemo, step into his mouth. <laughs> Say it! Say, good neighbors live inside good neighbors. Good neighbors live inside good neighbors. <laughs> Don't worry, hush. Shh, it's okay. Keys! I can't find your fucking keys! There's, there's, there's one over there! There's one over there! Is up on the fuck! Is up on the wall! No way I can help! Ride him, Nemo! Come on, fellas! Let's give this fucker some encouragement! Ride! Ride! ride. Can't decide! decide. Gonna, Gonna get, get a lizard and, and make, make it his bride! bride. Ride, 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 ride. Can't decide. Gonna, Gonna get a lizard and make it his bride. And then, of course, I woke up. Hey, 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 Cole. Oh, man, you look, you look like shit. I hope, I hope it's okay. Your mom let me in. I was coming over to see if you want to play Contra on the NES. Yes, yes, yes. I close my eyes.
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are doing a split EP episode. We're talking about two games that would not warrant full episodes themselves, which, of course, are Contra and Little Nemo. Yeah, and we're going to go ahead and start off with Contra. Yeah. Um, Contra, is, you know what Contra is. Yeah. It is a it is a, a platformer uh, developed and published by Konami for the NES in 1998. That's my line, Gary. Well, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, I know. The rhythm got messed up. <laughs> yep, it did. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as we said, you know what Contra is. It's like the like the quintessential run-and-gun shooter platformer. You play yeah. as one of two American commandos. You're sieging a jungle from some aliens or terrorists, depending on your on your region. Um, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> just shooting whatever. Yeah, you know, just, just shooting dudes. And yeah. uh, it, it alternates back and forth between being a side-scrolling platformer and uh, being this weird pseudo-3D kind of thing. Yeah, and with one level of, like, vertical platforming. Yeah. Yeah, it does a bunch of a bunch of neat stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, this. You know, there's a there's a whole lot of kind of history of this game. Um, there was originally an arcade version of this, uh, but we're talking about the NES version from America specifically, um, which is where I think that most people probably have experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a, a play of the arcade version and dipped my hands in it a little bit. Yeah, and I don't like it as much. No, it's, it's slower. Like, it's slower, and your character is really lanky, mm-hmm. and the music is too busy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, there's, like, all kinds of problems with it. Like, it mm-hmm. is just, it is not my favorite. Yeah. And also, it was made for vertical monitors, uh, which yeah. I think was just, you know, so it'd be convenient to manufacture, because a yeah. lot of games at that time were. Um, but uh, that is one of the biggest advantages of the Switch to the NES. You can actually see where stuff is coming from. Yeah, totally. And that's that's important. So it kind of changes it from, like, a quarter muncher to an actual game. Yeah. Um, also, the 3D levels are uh, mazes. Yeah, timed mazes. Yeah, in an arcade. If those, if those, yeah, if those two. <laughs> if those three things together doesn't make you yeah. want to take a giant dump on it, yeah. pick a big diarrhea dump onto yeah. it. It's a, it's an insult to, to all games. Yes, yeah, insult. It's an insult to the honor of the very uh, nature of games. <laughs> of the very medium. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Just, just take it as read. After every sentence, just assume we say diarrhea insult to games. Yeah, in, insult, and then also everything that we say about a game that's good mm-hmm. is for the honor of games, yes. and everything that is bad is an insult to the honor of and, video games. And if we say something bad about a thing you like, that means we judge you. Yeah. Yeah, and your honor. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, get out there, internet men. Um, <laughs> yes. yeah. Mountain ride. Yes. <laughs> Regulators. <laughs> Roll up. <laughs> Roll up. <laughs> I just heard that I was at a Mexican restaurant earlier today, and they were playing Regulator. I was grooving to it. It was pretty. Yeah, good. it's a it's a good song. It's a great song. So it's a sample from Guns and or Young Guns, man. Yeah. Like I have seen Young Guns no less than like ten times for some reason. <laughs> like that was an infor- informational movie. What, to me oh wait is like, that the bon jovi movie it is the bon jovi movie with all the brat pack you know those brats <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, um where all, they exit. all of them with sex scandals <laughs> yeah they those such scamps those brats <laughs> but uh it, it's so it's so silly like it's mm-hmm. such a silly pop western but like i loved it and young guns too yeah i watched both of them shits i was like really yeah. bad uh, billy the kid age makeup like mm-hmm. Emilio Estevez trying to look like an old billy the kid <laughs> how uh uh, how many steel horses do they ride? Uh, just a steel horse. Okay, just do just uh, one steel horse, horse per cow poke. Okay, cool. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what led to that. <laughs> the uh, lingering gamergate anger. Yeah. Okay. We're just getting it out. Now it's yeah. gone from like infuriating to funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, we can go back to scoffing. Speaking of funny, do you know what this was called in other in other regions? Yeah, they, yeah, you know, I do. Yeah, well, I'll let you say it. <laughs> Probotector and yeah. Grizor. Grizor. Grizz- they sound like um like third tier X Men like spa- like like Grizor sounds like he's one of the sp- uh, Star Jammers. <laughs> like he's hanging out with Corsair with Chaode and Hes- Epsabah. <laughs> Chaode. Yeah, there's a guy named Chaode who hangs out with Cyclops' dad. Oh, is he yeah. is he wider than he is tall? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, the action figure had a tiny, little, tinier chode inside his back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a nesting chode. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's the X-Men who, like, watch over, like, maybe Latvia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Probotector and Grasor. Yeah. And Probotector sounds like an Alpha Flight character. Like they, Oh, yeah. Oh. Huh. But yeah, yeah. Probotector, it's functionally, visually at least, a different game because they replace the uh, the main characters with robots and the enemies yeah. with robots, so you wouldn't be killing dudes. Yeah. That's because so of it changes uh, the story as it were, but like, <laughs> you know, I, I I did not know this game had a story until I started reading about it for the show. Yeah. And just like, oh, I'm going to go to the right and kill aliens and shoot stuff. <laughs> yeah. But apparently there's some deep mythology. Well, I mean, enough to build a whole series off of, right? Yeah. Yeah, all of which I didn't know had a story. <laughs> like, I've I played a lot of Contra games. I really like this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, each one, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. I, I know what to do. I don't need any, any further contextualization or, or motivation mm-hmm. to go to the right and shoot stuff with these guns. Yeah, it could kind of, it's self-evident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it's important. Not, I guess not so much important. It's more of a curiosity. The Famicom version, like the Japanese version, actually had a little bit more visual detail to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were like background animations, like in the first, uh, first stage, there were palm fronds that would blow left to right, almost like a, like, you know, just like a Genesis game or whatever. Think the background of a, of a Sonic game. Uh, mm-hmm. but because, uh, they couldn't manufacture the special cartridges over here, we just got a kind of like a strip back <laughs> version, but it's not functionally that different. We also lost those cutscenes. Oh yeah. Would, we did. Would, have, would have told a lot more about the story too. Yeah. So like, yeah, it is, it is a slightly diminished version mm-hmm. over here, but, uh, the core, remains the same yes yeah Yeah. and uh yeah so i don't want to hit too many of the generalities here because i think part of the discussion is going to be talking about them as they pop up because this game and little nemo they vary a lot stage to stage yeah yeah uh but there are some things that can be taken as right for the entire uh for the entire game and maybe the series too known for its difficulty uh you are a one hit point wonder indeed um and to kind of balance that out most of the enemies are as well yeah um, but yeah, it is, it is, it is a tricky game. You kind of have to start thinking of your lives almost as hit points because you start right where you, you left off. Yeah. Um, and the, the game is long, but you only have three lives and a few pickups, uh, unless you do the infamous Konami code mm-hmm. and then you have 30 lives and it's 30 lives and three continues, right? I didn't have to continue this, uh, this run through. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that I, I, I think it might be three continues. So. That's what I think it is because I think I remember because I beat this. I didn't do it this time, but I beat this without the Konami code as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think you you functionally have nine lives because you have right. three continues and you get extra lives and stuff. Yeah, but they're um, real, real scarce. Like yeah. they're, 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 they don't hand them out like you would be accustomed to. Yeah, it's not um, like Mario. Right. It's I think it's point based. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, yeah, so you have thirty lives. You start thinking of those kind of as health, and mm-hmm. then it ends up it's very difficult, but it's much more balanced. Yeah, at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just you, you you suffer minor setbacks as opposed to being kicked back to the beginning, which yep. isn't that huge of a problem, especially if you're playing this to kind of like memorize it a little bit. Yeah, um, it's a very short game. 
Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I beat it, um, it like 40 minutes. Just about. 45 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very short. Yeah. Um, and even still, it's about twice as long as the arcade game. Yeah. Yeah. They, Which they, makes they sense. really pattered it out. Like it, well, you can't do an arcade game that's like that long. long. It's difficult. Yeah. yeah. Like that arcade version. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can do one that's that long, but like not, not with this, these kind of mechanics, I don't think. Yeah. The, um, Mm-hmm. So, and uh, you mentioned the you mentioned the Konami code. Everybody knows that. I, I was surprised by this. This is not the first appearance of that. Hmm. The, like the it's actually the NES version of Gradius that is the first uh, the first instance of the Konami code being used. Yeah, and we all we all the interesting thing about the Konami code. I love how Konami started fucking with it. Like, what is the <laughs> shooter where you just blow up when you enter it? <laughs> I don't know. There, there's a Konami shooter. I'll put it in the show notes because I'll have to look at look it up. But mm-hmm. there's a Konami shooter that when you enter in the the Konami code, you blow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I'm wondering where would Hot Topic be if they didn't have the Konami code to put on shirts and also the One Up Mushroom to put on shirts? Yeah. It would pretty much just be Chain Wallet Emporium. I uh, I once owned one of those shirts as a yeah. dumber man. <laughs> yeah, like when I was in my my early twenties. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll wear this sh- this shirt. It was ugly too. It was like a plain white shirt. <laughs> I would not be. I mean, people. The thing about young men is they'll just wear any shirt. <laughs> yes. Like if you go to any convention, you can see this. And uh, and I was once one of those men, and now I'm a little bit more discerning in my t-shirt. Yeah. Taste. I had a hoodie that had the uh, the health bar from Zelda mm. with two and a half hearts on it. Yeah. No, that was that was pretty nice. I think I got it from Penny Arcade. Yeah. There's a, there's an occasional piece of like a video game shirt I will wear. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare though. Like yeah. I like my Dark Souls shirt. I like my Maniac Mansion shirt. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your your rule is if it's if it's actually something from within the fiction, you're going to be yeah. far more likely to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Maniac Mansion one isn't from the fiction, but like it's just obscure and yeah, from Maniac Mansion, so I mm-hmm. love it. But like, oh yeah, and I've got the uh, the Runaway Five Tour shirt. <laughs> I have that one too. Uh, let's, yeah, that's a real good shirt. Yeah, it's been another episode of Good Shirts. Um, <laughs> it's a shirt cast. <laughs> yep. The, uh, keep keep your tags in. Yeah, keep your tags in until next time. Yep. Um, <laughs> Tell me about the plot of Contracle. So as we alluded to, this varies depending on which region you're in and how sensitive they are to either terrorists or aliens. <laughs> but I'm going to pull this from the American manual. Uh, so in 1957, uh, an object from outer space, an oily, oily rock, dropped into the Amazon <laughs> basin uh, near the seat of a lost Mayan civilization. And 30 years later, oh, no, alien army. What are we going to do? Pentagon's up in arms. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of launching a full-on assault, the Pentagon has chosen to send in a small, special, very small, special forces group <laughs> to surgically destroy the alien threat. Um, congratulations, pal. You are one of the chosen. <laughs> a line from the manual. Yep. Yeah, pal. Uh, Lance, <laughs> Scorpion, and Bill Mad Dog, which makes them sound like Morning Zoo Crew. Uh, <laughs> Scorpion people, and the Mad Dog. <laughs> dog um, are the only dudes bad enough to save the universe. Okay, I, real quick aside. Uh-huh. This thing about the Mayan civilization, uh-huh. me and Derek uh, bought this Steam game called Revelation, or I think it's Revelations 2012. <laughs> it's Left for Dead, except instead of killing zombies, you're killing Mayans. Oh, no. It's so weird. Like, it's exactly like Left for Dead, all of the same menus and stuff. Like, it's uh-huh. not a mod, but it just it clearly uses that engine. Mm-hmm. Except you're just going to stop the 2012 prophecy by killing scores of Mayans. <laughs> like, it's really offensive and dumb. <laughs> is, is the premise that they were just, like, waiting underground? <laughs> Yep. Like, they, they've just been waiting for this prophecy because they apparently want the prophecy to happen. And you're the only bad enough dude sent to stop it. Yeah. It's like four, four hillbillies are sent to stop the Mayans. Just waves upon waves of Mayans. Are they just dudes? They're, they're like, they're kind of oogie boogie men. Like, it's, it's a little bit offensive. They look like Mayan, mm. you know, priests. Uh, chapter four of Resident Evil five. 
Yeah. 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 It's a little bit like that. Huh. But maybe that maybe those are the, the chapters they cut out of Indigo Prophecy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like like six levels of first person shooter. <laughs> like why not? <laughs> yes, yes, no edit. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Uh, so. Let's, uh, so yeah, so you, you you start playing Contra and you start right in. And we should make, talk a little bit about co-op just in general terms since we didn't play it co-op. But a lot of people are right. going to. It's not – I don't think it's uh, like differently balanced for co-op. Right. I know there's a difference in how many shots you can have on the screen mm-hmm. um, when you have co-op. But other than that, like – this is a simultaneous co-op game, which is one of the first ones I played. Yeah. I don't know where it actually lands in the history, but mm-hmm. the uh, it's, you know, you can play this with another person on the same screen. And it's great. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I remember playing the NES version at the arcade at my, uh, uh, the, the skating rink where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I played Choice 10. Yeah, pretty much uh, exactly like that. And I, and I was drawn to it specifically because of the music. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you're going to hear every track from this game. From here. both games. Yeah. From, from both <laughs> games. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the nice part. We don't dip back to NES a lot, but we tend to, we tend to exhaust the well of music. Because well, it's, it's the best. Yeah. It's like, great. it is so good. Like, every track on the soundtrack is so good. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. There's no, there's no snoozers. Like, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. But yeah. So just for the record, we played this single player. We talked a little bit about timing this episode so we could play it together when Cole's in Portland mm-hmm. for the expo, but it, it didn't work out that didn't way. Work so out. Yeah. yeah. But both of us have played it co op in the past. Yeah. Um, what I will say, they, they, they don't rebalance it uh, to the point where they don't even add extra um, uh, power ups. So oftentimes yeah. that is the, 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 that is the key conflict between yep. you and, uh, and your partner. And also it adds a little bit of, uh, it adds a little bit of texture to it because each level has different stages or each stage has different levels. So in this jungle stage, you know, one person takes top one and another person takes yep. the bottom. Right. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. And a lot of levels have that kind of <laughs> dynamic to yeah. them. Um, so, so it was, it was, you can, you can tell that it was designed with that, you know, with, with that in mind. Um, yep. who knows how flat this would be if there was just one person, um, here. And that kind of speaks to another, another thing that you're going to notice really quick in this jungle level. Stuff can come from any direction. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be aware of, of your peripherals, mm-hmm. uh, peripheries, uh, quite a bit. And things happen like relatively quick. Like at least, um, when you're just dealing with normal enemies, especially early in the game, like you die in one hit, enemies die in one hit. You just have to kind of constantly be putting bullets where you think enemies will be. Mm-hmm. Um, you can fire in all eight directions, which kind of ameliorates that one player, two player experience. So if you can deal with things that are below you mm-hmm. on that other level or above you. As it were, and you can mm-hmm. also kind of position yourself to uh, to take out threats that are a little hardier mm-hmm. from a position of safety. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, stuff comes from the background too. So yeah. the, 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 this very much is a hectic experience. Yeah, uh, more hectic than you know if you would you know come into this expecting either a regular beat 'em up or something more along the lines of other NES platformers. You know, yeah, looking across Konami, like this is not Castlevania. You know? No, 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 not, not at all. Like it, it is, it is not nearly as like considered and slowly paced. It's much mm-hmm. quicker paced. Yeah. Um, we should mention that we're in the jungle, um, initially here. So just for the, the backdrop mm-hmm. that we're talking about, but yeah, we're just kind of being introduced like this kind of easy, there's exploding kind of set piece bridges you're going through. You're going to introduce to the turrets, um, which are going to be a continuing feature. Um, there's kind of different kinds of those and they have limited ability to shoot. Um, you know, like oftentimes they can shoot in the same directions you can, but you end up getting some power ups that allow you to approach them from different angles. Yeah. Let's talk about the power ups. Uh, none of them are worth anything except for the, sp- the spread gun. I feel. Yeah. I, you know, I used, I used to like when I was young, I used to always be like, 
you know, I want to try all the weapons. Mm-hmm. And this this playthrough, like the spread gun is is the best one. Mm-hmm. The uh, I didn't used to think that as a kid. Like I, I think I was just being a contrarian little shit, but I was like, I like the laser <laughs> and the, the laser does do more damage. Mm-hmm. And like you can have unlimited if you start to shoot the laser, you'll never like because if you have the spread gun, if you're just tapping the button, mm-hmm. sometimes you can't uh, shoot because you have too many bolts on screen. Right. Like it'll lower your fire rate. Um, but the laser, you can always do that. So you're never and if you just tap it, you have a lightsaber in front of you. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So I was pretty into that laser as a kid, mm-hmm. and I've grown to I've grown to appreciate all the weapons except for the machine gun in this yeah. playthrough. That's just a quicker; it allows you to have more bullets on screen, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's just yeah, it's super weak. But the uh, the the primary weapons are the uh, the machine gun, which is just a machine gun, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. Um, the laser, which is like a slow moving, powerful beam, mm-hmm. um, super slow moving. But you can again, you can whenever you press the button, you'll shoot a new one, no matter where the other one is on the screen. So uh, you can uh, kind of reset it and get a almost like a melee weapon, mm-hmm. um, and you never be kind of caught by things. The flamethrower, which is like it's in a, what universe is that flame? It's a real like, stinker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's real weird. It's like shooting out a bolo. A little bit, like it. Uh, it, it takes a like a spiraling, uh, yeah, trajectory across the screen, which and it's nice because it actually like uh, uh, you know covers a larger portion of the screen with possible damage causing you know bullets, yeah, because that's not flames. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the rhythm on it is real strange. Like I've had yeah. it whisk over stuff. It's also like it's useful uh, for those turrets. Like if you duck down in front of a turret and shoot this, you'll hit the turret. You mm-hmm. won't go under it because it shoots a little bit uh, above you. Yeah. So it's good for kind of like some trick shooting, um, but it's not. It's not great. Yeah. And then uh, the spread shot, which is the, a spread shot. Yeah. yeah. You know, shoots five bullets out. Yep. Shoots a uh, shoot, shoots it in a big uh, wedge configuration. Yeah, like uh, a shotgun. Yeah. Kinda. Which is which is pretty good, especially if you're playing alone and you're you know you have a lot of threats coming from below you. Like you just cover so much ground. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, and, and 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 like you know, to, to to a certain point, especially these these early levels, it's about managing the number of things that can throw projectiles at you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, something that I appreciated going back to this with a little bit more of a critical eye, um, every projectile seems to move at a very fixed rate. Like yeah. everything, kind of like you can you know establish this weird rhythm of you know of of how to uh, of how to dodge them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I mean, you're, you're pretty, like, your, your guy's pretty nimble. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when you duck, you have a very low profile mm-hmm. as far as dodging things, and you can change direction in midair when you jump, and you, when you jump, you have a really small hitbox too. Like, you, yeah. you, you scrunch up into a little Metroid Samus thing. Yeah, you do, it's a turtle jump. Yeah. So the, uh, you can do that, <laughs> and you, and you can kind of dodge in midair, and you can do a lot of cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, to round it out, just talk about the rest of the power ups, even though they don't all appear mm-hmm. in the stage. Um, there is a force field, a B, which stands for bulletproof, I found out. <laughs> Um, which makes you glow. Um, there is a R which you can get, which is a, uh, that increases the number of bullets you can have on the screen. Yeah. Like really Um, marginally. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a long time to figure those things out, but Mm -hmm. that's what the R does. And then there's a kill everything. There's like a smart bomb, Mm -hmm. which doesn't appear until later. No, no, not till, not till it's uh, more warranted. Um, yeah. So eventually like if you, if you have favorites and especially if you've established, like, I know that this gun is going to be really good for me on this level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with it, with as many bullets as you're going to be putting out there, part of the game becomes trying to maintain that almost like a, uh, almost like a, you know, like a Raiden type or a Gradius type shooter where like, yeah. oh, there's another, there's, an, there's another power up in play. Fuck. I have the laser again. 
Yeah, yeah. And it also, you lose your power up as soon as you die. Yeah. And even though this game is like the difficulty of it is more balanced than I think it gets credit for, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, 30 lives, like I ended up being the game with like eight lives left, I think like it's not, not that tough. Like it's tough, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's not as tough as it has a reputation for, but you still die. Like mm-hmm. I still died 22 times playing it. So like I lost my preferred gun that many times. Yeah. So that becomes really difficult too, especially if you're coming up on an area, um, specifically the, uh, and we will talk about it in a second, the end of the, the second level boss mm-hmm. where the spread shot really, uh, helps. Yeah. Quite a bit. So like keeping that until you can get to the end of the second level boss is really huge. Yeah. yeah. Is it, is it worth having the discussion about whether or not we should c- consider that they designed with the Konami code in mind or if the canonical experience is the three lives one? I, you know, it's, it's weird. Like I don't, I think that the, the, it, I think that they did both very intentionally. Yeah. Like it, it is both because it is possible to do with the three lives. It makes it a really tough, like the, you know, we, we talked about the, that before that philosophy of home games where you're only going to get a game a year and they have to make them very hard and you just have to master them. Mm-hmm. And this game, like, slightly less than Castlevania because I feel like there's more randomness mm-hmm. to this game, um, does have that, like, you can just get really good at Contra and just not get hit. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm not that good. Uh, but I've, I've done it before. Like I said, I beat it before with nine lives. When I was like 25 or something like that. Um, you can do it. So like you could just practice until you get good. If you don't want to do that though, you have the 30 lives. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like a younger brother, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's like little brother mode, <laughs> little bro mode. Yeah. Yeah. Bro mode. Yeah. It's, it's just funny because I think a while back or at least in the edges of one of our episodes, we've talked about like, Oh, people, you know, a lot of people are experiencing these games for the first time with save states and those are functionally becoming a part of the game, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm wondering if like right now, even without save states, if, you know, the, the, because the Konami code is so mimetic and it's so ubiquitous and like people will enter it by default into, you know, any game like this. Um, if, you know, if, if that has become the, like the, like the way that Contra is not meant to be experienced, but the way that it is ubiquitously experienced. Yeah. Like I would say that there are probably, that's probably the way it is more likely experienced. Even back in the day, I feel like that's true. Yeah. Like we always use the code when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I have no idea where we use code. Um, I have no idea where, where I even, um, first heard the Konami code. It's just one of those pieces of playground or like tips and tricks knowledge. Yeah. 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 You're born knowing it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I just saw it on, on my mom's T-shirt. You, 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 in the, you, uh, in the delivery room. You, you, you built it out of uh, letter blocks, and then your dad came in and saw. Yeah, oh. my, my boy's gonna be a gamer. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, yep. Um, yeah. I, I, it's really interesting how this game handles bosses as well. In that yeah. there are not very many of them. Most of them are just uh, pieces of the level. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're huge set piece bosses, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Like they're not, and they, they really take this to a, to an extreme and later entries in the series where you start finding like huge creatures. And here it's more like huge walls. Yeah. Huge walls with glowing bits. Mm-hmm. Um, so your, your end boss of the first level is a door. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like Best Buy on Black Friday, you are a door buster. <laughs> yep. You, you, this is a door buster experience. The, uh, the door is guarded. I love how you can, uh, kill the turrets and the guys on top of it, and then it's just a door. Yep. And you just have to shoot it until it dies. Yep. Yeah. Um, what's weird, and something that was lost from the, another thing that was lost from the Famicom version is that there is a map that you mm. follow, and it actually shows how these are, how these are interconnected. And if you think about it, like, it makes a certain degree of sense 
how you mm-hmm. are kind of progressing into the heart of enemy territory here. And you are coming up against walls and gates and garrisons of troops, and they are rallying to stop you with this bottleneck, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, then also it should be noted that the, uh, the weak point, the last thing you destroy on this, if you destroy that, it's game over. So if you can get yourself to a safe position where you can just shoot that, that bit, mm-hmm. if you blow that up, the whole door will blow up. Yeah. That's the funniest so. thing about watching uh, YouTube videos before, yeah. like before the, the wall even scrolls onto the screen entirely. It's just done. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Speed runs of this game are really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so now we're in the base, which are these, these, uh, 3D, um, sections of the game. There's only a couple of them, and they're real weird. Yeah. Um, the uh, so it's like you you see from behind your guy, and you kind of look like um, like a like a wizardry dungeon or like the dungeons in Goonies Two. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Friday the Thirteenth, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you look like the, uh, the 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 runner in track and field. Yeah. Uh, and and the enemies kind of just come off from the side doing this little show for you like none of them want to approach you they're just doing these little chorus line jumps Mm -hmm. like it's very funny to me like when they're all jumping in unison like hey we're at the back just say (laughs) okay guys just like we rehearsed okay one and two and probotector and (laughs) they look like uh, leaping lad spencers yeah, 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 the leaping lad Spencers of Nicaragua. <laughs> like, it's I, very cute. It is. It, it it is delightful. Um, I feel like these areas don't come up in discussions of Contra a lot. I think they're pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Like there's not like there's not that much to them. Like you have a much more limited uh, field of movement in them. The perspective gets a little goofy. You know, and for most of them, you can just trivialize them by ducking down. Yeah. Like, they start kind of fucking with that a little bit, especially in the second base. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, you can most part, if you lay down, you're safe. Yeah. And you can shoot these guys in the foot. Well, the thing that's shitty about about, about the design of this is that uh, depth is incredibly hard to judge. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm, my tack was to try and jump over the bullets just because instinctively that's what you do in Contra. You're leaping all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would just jump too early and then fall right back onto the thing I was trying to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, so it's better not to jump, which is counterintuitive. Yeah. Of the, uh, in this level, like you're more like you're better just dodging to the side and then, you know. Yeah. And really, that's all that happens is they come out and they lay down um, a pattern of fire. That you have to position yourself in such a way that you can both dodge their bullet and shoot them down. And oh god, I just laid out every single shooter ever. So I'll stop now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's shooters. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like every little section of this is like a miniature version of the boss mm-hmm. where there's just like one weak point on a wall. Yeah. And uh, some defenses. So you just kind of make your way through those. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't move forward until they're blown up because you have this little electrical barrier. Which doesn't kill you. Yeah. You just, you just, you just hold up a hand like, yo. <laughs> every, when you, when you want, zzz, everything hey. else in the, you, st- you stub your toe in this. Yes. <laughs> you die. A mosquito bites you and you just die of explosive malaria. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. but this, yeah, this electricity lights up your skeleton. It's like, oh, don't do that 11 more times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank goodness we didn't get the arcade version. Yeah. The timed oh, arcade mazes. Well, thinking about this and trying to put it back in the context, if I walked by this machine in an arcade when mm-hmm. it was in 3D mode, I would pay attention to it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, it is that, interesting. It feels like gimmicky more than anything else. And it's gimmicky on the NES, 
right? Like yeah. when, whenever that pops up and, you know, like a, any of those games that we mentioned, it's like, oh, you just did this because you could, not because right. it was fun. Right, right, but right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's unfun. It's still Contra, but yeah. it's just not as strong as the side-scrolling bits. Yeah. Um, you get to the the end of this level, which is this gigantic, again, just a big wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one has uh, kind of more turrets. And then this weird little, like, alien thing at the top. <laughs> like, there's this weird, like, it starts introducing these, like, bioorganic yeah. elements here. Yeah. Um, which is going to be a, a through line. It's very restrained in the pace that it introduces those two. I think I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Well, until the next boss, when it's like it's all, <laughs> it's, you know, it's all bioorganic. But like, yeah. at least initially, they do a lot of hinting mm-hmm. at it. So yeah. But yeah, you just you shoot the turrets and then you shoot the the thing. But the spread shot's really useful for this because he shoots these kind of spinning fireball things at you, and uh, the spread shots will take them out quickly while still being able to damage him. Mm-hmm. He's got to hold up and shoot if you kill all the turrets and you'll, you're more or less fine. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's a little strange because it looks like this is a side scrolling kind of thing. Yeah. And it doesn't behave like that at all. So you're, you are still in the, I think it, it actually fades to black in between those as well as yeah. they introduce the other one. So I like my, my initial gut whenever I play this, even though I know better is that it is popping me into, uh, you know, like, okay, you've done this. Now go back to the regular combat to fight these bosses. Right. Yeah, right, right. Which is not the case. Not the case. Um, you beat that guy, and then you're heading to the waterfall, which is a vertically scrolling level. Yeah, I um, love I really, the waterfall. Yeah, this is a really, it's visually and gameplay-wise really awesome. Mm-hmm. Music's great, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, I'm just yeah. markering every area for you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. That'll be, that'll be a huge help. Um, they start reusing the music later, so yeah. it's going to be like that weird. It's going to be like when we did Shadow of the Colossus, and <laughs> the music stopped being peppered in because they started reusing the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. the, uh, yeah. I'll yeah. just put in that music. Yeah, like just scaling this giant wall because you find out at the end this wall is part of a big alien door. Yes, it is. Every right. its doors all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> type like yep. a dark tower out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love this because um, I normally associate vertical scrolling with auto scrolling. Yeah. And uh, this you can kind of take at your pace. And it's, you know, forcing you to be a little bit more considered about your movements, too. Yeah. Um, you know, just in terms of in, in terms of how it goes. Um, and this is also a really uh, hectic area for stuff coming out of the background. Because you have those guys who are just popping out of millions of gallons of water. Yeah, the, the scuba di- divers who are just treading water on a waterfall. Yeah. Like, just incredibly quick. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, the, the boss of this level, um, after you get... Oh, and there are uh, boulders falling down as well. Oh, yeah. So you have to be careful about that. Um, so it, you kind of have different lanes of vertical movement that are blocked off. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you, you have to be very considerate. Like something that might look like the best path is not actually the best path. Yeah. Um, get to the, the end boss, which is a mix of the kind of bosses we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. If, like, what if you cross an alien with a door? <laughs> it is um, It is an alien door. <laughs> With wacky arms, which sounds like a rejected, uh, like a rejected Ray Bradbury novel, <laughs> Alien Door, the Alien Door. <laughs> Where does it go? The Where did it files. come from? Like, <laughs> uh, the bland. Um, <laughs> the bland. <laughs> um, but they, uh, he's got wiggly arms. Yes, that he shoots a little, and then uh, you can only shoot him when he opens his mouth, introducing the kind of weak spot. Not really introducing; it's been a thing. Yeah, but, but the timed the weak of, spot, right? Yeah, the timed weak spot. Yeah, which which is going to be a, a feature of the next boss as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those uh, those arms are pretty impressive for this for this time. 
Um, yeah. I, f- I feel like they, uh, you don't see a lot of like curved movement. Yeah. In, you know, and, uh, the, the, the way that they kind of hold together. Uh, boy, I, I just, it's every year it gets harder and harder to play a game with flicker though. Yeah. Yeah. Little, I, I, I streamed my play experience of little Nemo and it was a flicker party. <laughs> it was, it was just, just up there sharing your picks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was, a uh, it was an, it was Instagram and Instagram and hard. Yeah. Well, um, the um, streaming or recording anything on the NES is tough because if you're, uh, if your, uh, video capture gets out of sync with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Pro tip 60, 60 frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> But the uh, yeah, it worked out other than the syncing, it, it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the syncing really kind of made it difficult. Or not syncing. Uh, why do I keep saying that? Um, flickering. Yeah. yeah. The uh, but yeah. So this boss again, not too difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've done this, and we are up to the second base stage, which like introduces a very few couple of wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Um, there are guys who throw bombs now. Yeah. Uh, from above, and there are little rolling mines that roll out. So it's like you've been laying down the entire time. We're on to you. Yeah. The floor like, is now lava. Yeah, the floor is not going to work now, yeah. but it still works because you can shoot those things and yeah, yeah. dodge. It's a little mm-hmm. bit harder, though. Yeah. And, and it throws a couple more weak spots. Like sometimes they're either around the door or above the door. Or shielded. Uh, yes. Yeah, there are a couple of them that are shielded. Yeah. But again, not too not too difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss of this is like a retread of the first boss, but with, again, weirder organic heads that like are two and then they phase into one. Yeah. Well, no, so they, they, they look like uh, Optimus Prime. They look mm. like the Autobot symbol a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they only, you can only shoot them when they're together, but when they're together, they shoot homing missiles. Yeah. Or a little bit before they're together. So you're kind of distracted firing the missile out of the air. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Yeah. Like, pretty good uh, little, little single gameplay gimmick for this boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then uh, that takes you out to the snowfield. Yeah. Which uh, looks really cool. Yeah. And also uh, has good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the, the black background kind of threw me on this. Yeah. 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 It, be- it, um, it seems like it belongs in the, uh, in the, in, in the, uh, uh, NES, or not on the NES, in the jungle, uh, version. But. Yeah. 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 Um, but this, uh, it's, it's pretty great. This, uh, <laughs> it's funny how you, you climbed up the waterfall, you went through the base, now you get the sensor on top of a mountain. Like you've yeah. actually raised elevation. Yeah. And then it's snowing and you're still not putting on clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and still, uh, still running around. So at some point we have to acknowledge that most of this is um, is intellectual property theft. Yeah. Are you talking about the uh, the commando? Yeah. yeah. The cover or whatever? Yeah. C- c- commando predator. and then uh, Predator. Yep. There yeah, we go. Predator. And then yeah. uh, we're going to get to, like, we've already seen some uh, Giger stuff. Yeah. Um, with, yeah the, with the alien door. Yeah. And then we're going to get real geekery. Yeah. Pretty soon. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Konami love their their eighties action movies, American eighties action movies. That they do, and who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> I don't. Line <laughs> some of them are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Predator stands up that well. No, not not in particular. Predator Two is pretty fun though. Predator Predator Two is pretty goofy. Yeah, goofy fun. Out of all, like I think that usually sci fi movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, are pre- like I like the big, like I like Total Recall and uh, Running Man and stuff, like the weird high concept ones. Yeah. But Predator, I just find kind of boring. Well, I, I think uh, that in, in those cases, he was only as good as the source material. R- you know, Running Man was Stephen King, and yeah, you know, Total Recall is Philip K. Dick. So, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that you can, you can't really make a bad movie out of Total Recall, right? The um, you can make a bad game. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, you, it's more like you can't make a good game. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, there are artillery strikes throughout this, which makes this uh, one of the most annoying uh, levels audio, you know, in terms of audio. Yeah. The, uh, the beep, beep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Gets in the way of that good music. Yeah. But the music is good. Um, this also introduces mini bosses um, to the game. So you kind of get through, you know, it's, it's similar to the jungle, but yeah. it's interesting how long we've spent since just a standard side scrolling level. Mm-hmm. Like this is, you know, this is the, the fifth level. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so now we're back into the standard side scroll mode and uh, they introduce these kind of bulldozer mini bosses that you just have to shoot a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot, lot. Mm-hmm. I was never able to shoot them um, enough to destroy them. I pretty much just always sunk a life. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like, uh, especially without like a, a turbo controller. Fun fact, the, um, the guy who has the world record speed run mm-hmm. of this right now, um, it's, it's really about tapping really fast. And there's all this little bits about like tricking the game. There's like one frame where you can fire an extra shot and you get in this rhythm where you can have more bullets on the screen because it's like super optimized. But the guy who has the world record, uh, burst the blood vessels in his arm doing, getting the world record. Oh. God. Yeah. Is that as messy as it sounds? It, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it probably just means like a lot of bruising and like pain. Yeah. If I had to guess. Like it's probably all subsurface and not, you know, yeah. not serious. But <laughs> the, uh, picturing his arm blowing up like yeah, he's <laughs> a, like a T virus mutation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except an eyeball. Why do you have an eyeball on your arm? Contra, Contra. record dog. <laughs> Contra. <laughs> um, okay, cool. <laughs> you want me to phone up Twin Galaxies? You kind of look like you just got a bunch of claws there now. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can, can you dial without hands? Yeah, Siri. Siri, yeah, call Twin Galaxies. <laughs> um, would you like me to go Google Twan Gallamy? Um, <laughs> the cellist? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it is. There's this, you know, it's all tapa tapa tapa. So yeah. if you're if you're super tapa tapa tapa, you can fight these mini bosses. But I am yeah. not good enough to tapa tapa tapa. No, ask them. Uh, which is a shame because having the spread gun or having a good gun would be useful for this boss. Yeah, um, the UFO. Oh, for sure. And this is uh, this is probably as close to not really a puzzle boss, but it's a little bit of a step down in terms of uh, in terms of difficulty or uh, like the 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 complexity of the patterns of what he throws at you. Yeah. Yeah, it's really just a kind of about shooting him, and then when he he sends these little things onto the ground that you just have to jump over. Mm-hmm. But he's he's kind of an uninspired, uninspired boss. Yeah, but it's very much like, hey guys, aliens. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, remember there are aliens. Yeah. Um, next, we go to Energy Zone. Yeah, <laughs> um, which sounds like a uh, a laser tag arena in like a family fun park. Yeah, it sounds like the, the like the first draft name of a Sonic area. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Just, I would be surprised if there's an energy zone in one of the like shitty oh. Game Gear Sonics or something. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. There's, there's one. I believe it's a uh, Sonic. Uh, gosh, like Triple Trouble or something, where they have gimmick zone. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yep. Jeez, Triple Trouble. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, Sonic Team. Yeah. The, uh, so yeah, this is and what they really just mean fire instead of energy. Yeah. Like technically they are correct, <laughs> but it's a squares and rectangles kind of thing. Pretty much. <laughs> you can you can use a stronger word. An energy contract. rhombus. Yeah. 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 Um, all three of these used to be one big zone in the uh, in the arcade version. It was like the big yeah. marathon. Uh, towards you know towards the end and uh, when you talk about fire boy is there a lot of fire and uh, this pretty much just turns into sen's fortress for a couple of episodes or for a couple of uh um, levels. levels there we go yeah, yeah lots levels. of traps and stuff yeah yeah so um, it, it becomes more of a uh, the, the the environment becomes more hostile yeah 
No, there's still there's still a lot of enemies, but they're not as they're mostly there just to harry you. Yeah. Um, there's like these interesting like uh, platforms you have to jump up, mm-hmm. and there's like little timing bits yeah. to uh, to jumping and avoiding the the flames, like either ducking under them or jumping up uh, ahead of them. Yeah. Um, and then just like random flaming spouts from the ceiling <laughs> over yeah. jumps. Over jumps. So you have to like get a tease out. Like they they know you're there. Uh-huh. So you have to like kind of. Get him to come out and then make the jump. Yeah, I was really frustrated by those. Yeah, I, really, if it, I mean, if it was on, if it was on a you know a schedule, if it was on a rhythm, that'd be perfectly fine. But it just reeked of like we're just trying to fuck you. By the first it, one's one hundred percent a gotcha. Yeah, like like you you think it's going to be on a rhythm because that's how video games work. Yeah, but it's it's the little sliding spikes from Zelda. Is there just a dude watching you like through a closed circuit camera with a valve? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like, just <laughs> pumping it. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, mm. he's the real villain. <laughs> it's the emboss of this level. <laughs> Pretty much he's doing that. He's like a he's like a big football player, I a giant him, pink football player. I call him the linebacker. Yeah, he's from the mutant giant, league. He's, he's a mutant league football player. He's got that. I love that jump. That stiff like <laughs> like jump that he does, like up and down, just bouncing on his heels. <laughs> Which way did he go? Yeah, <laughs> like. Um, and he's he does it's he's it's that NES tradition like Ninja Gaiden where it's an enemy that is just just barely small enough to jump over mm-hmm. that you have to jump over. Yeah. Like that's like, I, what I associate most Ninja Gaiden bosses with for some reason, yep. um, where he just kind of, you know, you shoot him and he comes over and you have to jump over him and you just have to time your jump really well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that is leveraging you having memorized your jumping arc yeah. and being able to, you know, to, to judge that distance. Right. Yeah. And he also show, throws little, uh, landmines, little football sheep landmines. <laughs> yeah. you know. It's got a theme. <laughs> Yep, he's like uh, that GI Joe. It's like a football GI Joe. He's like a C tier Spider Man villain. Yeah, yeah, football man. Yeah. My friend Derek made a, a football man character. Yeah. When back when everyone was making up their own superheroes and stuff, uh-huh. he had a little action figure of a football, and he made a football man. He used to fight the weird warlocks. <laughs> God, why, why don't why didn't all of us have an axe cop older brother? I I wish I fucking wish, man. I I. I had a lot of a lot of those that I made. Yeah. Everyone needs an axe cop older brother. <laughs> just to, just to capture. I'm sure I have notebooks and stuff from drama Mega Man guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's just the best. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, after the energy zone, you hang out in the hangar zone, <laughs> which there are no ships. So I don't know why it's nope. the hangar zone. Yeah. It's more yeah. spike wall zone. It's a, that, that's the name of the boss at the end. It's <laughs> hangar. Hangar. Yeah. Which Boomer. makes sense. It's just a door. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hanger door. It's yep. short for hanger door. <laughs> um, like, hello. Mr. Door was my father's name. The, uh, um, but yeah, this is more trappy. And the big thing they introduce are these spike crushers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, just kind of makes it so that you have to time your walk through these long corridors. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and big spike walls that just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. That you can they just shoot. Just down. shoot. Yeah, um, that you can stand on top of, actually. Yeah. Too, if you want to jump yeah. over them, but uh, it just yeah. is. A, it's a very minor impediment. Yeah. Um, I saw uh, those minecarts at the bottom, and I thought that that meant the, uh, the 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 tracks were electrified. Yeah. For some reason, so I was trying to time my jumps. So I was on top of it, but that is totally not the case. Yeah. yeah. They look a little electrified. Yeah. Like I think they glow a little bit. Yeah, they have like LEDs. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was there. It was their Alienware case mod. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> the it's, red, the red falcon is alienware. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, alienware layer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Energy zone is breaking apart because their water cooler went down. No, I can't cooling. overclock. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, the the mines are pretty pretty innocuous. Yeah, um, you know, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you fight another door at the end of this. Yeah, level. It's, your, it's your final door exam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doors. Um, <laughs> after that, though, we're at the last level. Yeah, the Ooh. aliens layer. I love this level. Yeah, it looks great, um, yeah. but it is real copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah, and it's, Ge- it's, Ge- Giger it's was making games. Really yeah. yeah. Which, uh, uh, man, I just love the turn that it takes. Like, that there is this big vault, this bio, like the, the, the bioorganic seat of this alien empire. Yeah. Like, it just, it just kind of has that, that corruption notion to yeah. it. Like, oh, like, <laughs> I just shot down the door that was keeping all this in. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, you done fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love those alien heads too. Like the, mm-hmm. the weird, ridiculous, like thick-necked. <laughs> like you know, they look like they look like the um the trolls from Willow. Oh yeah. Like uh, if you remember that castle scene with the trolls. Mm-hmm. What's well, what they look like? I love the flying bug fetuses. Oh yeah. That are all like curled up and they kind of have a uh, very erratic flight patterns. They kind of yeah. track you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's very clear that those are the babies because as you're fighting, uh, like the first mini boss, which is actually just the head of this uh, of the xenomorph, um, they're flying at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the music here is pretty great too. It's uh, real creepy. Kind of has a little bit of the uh, the Jaws baseline to it. Yeah, Da-da. dum dum dum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, you kind of continue through here. It's it's you know super super gross and red and bloody. Mm-hmm. And the end boss is a giant heart. Yeah. Which pretty cool. Badass. Yep. Yeah. Which, it's funny because it doesn't move, so this is also a door. Yeah. <laughs> well, a heart is really kind of a door to think about. It. Yeah, just for where the blood passes through. Yeah. It's a blood door. Yeah, it's a blood door. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, the uh, blood door. I want that. Yeah, that's a, that's another. That's like a Isaac As. That's like a shitty horror novel. Yeah, yeah. There's like space door and then or alien door and blood door. <laughs> like the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, something that's cool about this uh, is uh, that the ceiling is really low in this final mm-hmm. area. I, I'm, I'm backtracking just a little bit, uh, but this feels really claustrophobic, yeah. uh, even more so than especially the early, the, you know, the early levels, which were a little bit more open air. Yeah, like you are definitely inside a living thing, mm-hmm. like a disgusting living thing, which is a real Konami trope. Yeah, yeah, um, like life force. Gradius, uh, yeah, Gradius Life Force. Like that is a, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like they they love their bioorganic walls. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you essentially are just getting rushed by by regular enemies mm-hmm. while shooting this heart. Yeah, it's MBD. No big deal. Um, I think that the only wrinkle to it would be that you haven't gotten used to these guys yet. It's a very short level. Yeah, and they're they're relatively hearty. Like they take more than one hit to kill on like mm-hmm. soldiers, but you can still take them out. Unlike mere mortals. Exactly. Um, I don't know that we've said Red Falcon here, but this is the Red Falcon. This is the, like, the, the either, oh, no. Red Falcon is the terrorist organization that is harnessing okay. these guys. Red Falcon is in play. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Like, I still didn't pay any attention to the story mm-hmm. about it. Like I said, I didn't know it was a thing that was existent until I was researching for the episode. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, and when you beat this guy, you get a little cutscene of you flying away on a helicopter as the entire country explodes. Well, as well, they should be punished for <laughs> yeah. for harboring Red Faction and <laughs> yes, yeah, for producing Red Faction yeah, for the Red Faction Armageddon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, that, and that's Contra. That is Contra. 
more or less. Um, yeah. This, this, this is less to do with the game and more of like a, hey, here's a funny thing you should read. The, uh, the, the onion book, Our Dumb World. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the chapter on Nicaragua, uh, treats Contra as though it is actual fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, re- I remember that. That book is really fun. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I never really played any more Contra after this. Like, let's talk, you want to talk about the series a little bit? Yeah. A little bit. Um, the, uh, Super C or the, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's not Super C, the, uh, Super Contra, the one for Super Nintendo. Contra 3 the ne- Alien Wars. Alien Wars was yeah. the next one I played, um, which does the sides rolling stuff really well mm-hmm. and does giant set piece bosses really impressively. But instead of doing the gimmick of the 3D levels, it does overhead. Okay. Levels a little bit like our Ar- Ikari Warriors, and I don't remember it being very good. Oh, like uh, like Commando or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember liking that very much. Um, it's been a long time since I played it, but the um, Super C is still good. That's the the uh, NES sequel. That, that's the one that starts out in a plane that gets shot down, right? Yeah, yeah. That's badass. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I can't say enough good things about Shattered Soldier, the hmm. the PS2 um, Contra game. That's I, great. I remember hearing that. That's good. It's great. Huh. Like it's re- it's really good. Like it is uh it's very difficult but like super fair. Mm-hmm. And uh just really really fun co-op contra gameplay. And the the set piece stuff they just go all out. Like there's a whole level where you're hanging on the edge of a helicopter. You know, like just like really really intense over the top action. Yeah. Um it's very good. Did you ever play uh, Contra 4? Uh which one is Contra 4? That is the That's one for the, the DS. DS that was made no, by Way Forward. Way Forward. Yeah, I've not played that one. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's the, the like that 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 is the one that I've played a little bit more of, and it very much is uh, a throwback as way forward will, is want. Yeah, to do. It tends to do. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I would, you know, I I'm a, a genuine fan of the series of games. Like I think it's pretty good, uh, kind of batting average mm-hmm. on these guys. I'm sure there's some stinkers that we're we're forgetting about. I think mostly those are relegated to the PS1 era. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like you don't want to play a PS1 counter game. Right. Like whenever whenever it's not side trolling, I think it's problematic. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, Contra. Contra. Good game. I like it. Play, play it with people. Yeah. It's, you know, very, very fun. Very excellent music. As and, you heard. Uh, and, it, and it's, it is a, uh, like, as we're going to see in the next game, like, you know, if you have a Contra or if you have Konami and you have Capcom, the NES princes of platformers, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, that kind of like high action kind of over the top contrast really well with our next game. And that was kind of what Konami you know, did a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Castlevania isn't high, you know, is, is slower paced, but it is also, uh, 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 you are fighting giant monsters and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Capcom platformers tended to have more of an emphasis on exploration. Yeah. Um, and kind of, uh, movement mechanics. Yeah. This and, might, this might be an unfair general, you know, generalization, but to me, Konami seems a little bit more broad, whereas Capcom seems a bit more quirky, mm, like not yeah, just can, in subject matter, but in what they're asking you to do. Right. Yeah. I can see that. Like, it definitely, Capcom feels a little bit more experimental because, you know, we play DuckTales, like goofy movement mechanics, mm-hmm. uh, Mega Man games, you know, around this vintage were starting to make you look for hidden shit um, all the time. And uh, Little Nemo, the remaster, also makes you look for hidden shit. Yes. We're going to take this opportunity in the mid-roll of the episode to inform you that uh, we're going to be at the Portland Retro Games Expo. Yep. Watch out for fireballs. It's coming to your town, (laughs) if your town happens to be my town. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, we, we are uh, doing a live show at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. And if you are a fan of the show, you like retro games. The Portland Retro Gaming Expo is a really fun time, even if we weren't there. And uh, we're going to be there, and we're going to be doing a live episode. Um, we're going to be talking about Street Fighter 2. Yeah. The World Warriors. Boy, am I underqualified for that. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been training and I'm still not good at it. Yeah. So I'm good at it like I was good when I was young. I'm not good at it like crazy Japanese guys. Yeah, you're not ready for the big show. No, 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 no. But uh, we're going to have a thing at our booth where you can play against us. And if you, you will be entered in, you'll either win something or be entered in to win something cool mm-hmm. if you beat us. So you want to go there. You want to stop by our booth. You want to play Street Fighter against us. Yeah. Um, it'd be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. And if you are going to be there, um, go to our Facebook group, friend us there, and uh, we're doing a meetup mm-hmm. on that Saturday, the uh, the 18th, 17th, yes. 18th. Um, yeah, so we're doing a meetup, and you should invite yourself to it. It's open invite. We're going to do it at the Lovecraft Bar at 7 p.m. on that Saturday, um, and it's going to be fun. Super cheap drinks, goofy gothic bar, not mm-hmm. too far away from the convention. Named Lovecraft Bar. Yeah, so you know, I I like it. Um, so so come. Um, <laughs> the uh, if there was like the Lynch Bar we in in Cincinnati and we were doing it there, we have to go to that too. Yeah, or like much. or the 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 that book you won't fucking shut up about. House of Leaves. Jeez. Just I'm just kidding. I'm just joshing. The um, but yeah, come uh, come hang out with us and have a beer. Yeah, it it really is fun. it is categorically a good time. And we're on the back half of this split EP, and we're going to be talking about Little Nemo, uh, which is a uh, platformer game. Again, we're doing the platformers that was developed and published by Capcom uh, for the NES in 1990, so a little bit later. Yeah, and it is very strangely based on a comic series from the 20s. (laughs) The same name. You know how kids love 20s comics. like They're always playing their Gas Pan Alley and their Yellow Kid yeah, <laughs> strategy games and stuff. Yep, but, <laughs> collecting their cats and jammer kids cards. Yeah, yellow journalism tycoon. <laughs> you know, like kids love that shit. Yeah, Hearst um, with an exclamation mark. Yeah, <laughs> Hearst. The um, yeah, but the reason why this came out is it was released to uh, come out with a movie reboot, but uh, it actually came out two years before the film because the film took a long time to get to the United States, and the film is a whole disaster in and of itself. Like I did a little bit of research. I reviewed this game for uh, Read Retro and did a little research and the guy who made it was like his lifelong dream to make it mm-hmm. and then it was a huge flop and he quit the movie making business and it's it's super tragic um but yeah and I'm, i've never seen the movie i've uh i've, I've read um a, a good portion of the comics because they are visually fascinating yeah they're they're beautiful yeah like I, i've always wanted to get i i haven't done it but i've always wanted to get like a sunday little nemo to like put in a frame mm-hmm. because they're just beautiful and the color work is just incredible yeah. Um, the, uh, they're not very fun to read though, because they have this weird thing that old comics used to have where mm-hmm. they'd replicate the action in narration and dialogue. Yeah. Like flip would be like, Nemo, you have to go to King Morpheus's, you know, slumber party. And then there'd be a caption at the bottom that says flip tells Nemo that he has to go to King Morpheus's slumber party. <laughs> like I know. <laughs> like, and I, I have a big collection of like a big, huge red, like oversized book of little Nemo. That's expensive stories. now. It, it didn't used to be. Yeah, but it is expensive now. Um, and it is, I tried reading them. I'm like, no, I just need to flip through this and look at pictures. Yeah. Look at crazy, surreal situations. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it, it is it is beautiful. Uh, Windsor McKay is is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's a treasure. Yeah. And uh, so the, the 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 premise of this, we you know we're, we're throwing around little Nemo like it's a common thing. But you're a little boy who's drawn into Slumberland to be a playmate for uh, their princess. Yeah. And in the game, uh, you're given candy that you can use to either stun enemies or uh, some creatures. You can lull them to sleep so you can ride them around or ride in them um, and borrow their powers. Uh, similar to Donkey Kong Country, except it, you can look at it. <laughs> like it's similar to Donkey Kong Country, except it doesn't cause excessive eye bleeding. Yeah, except it, you can, it, it is visually processable. Yes. Yeah. Um <laughs> So here's here's a little criticism that I have for it. I love this game. I wish that it would that it did a better job of signifying which enemies you could uh, lull and not. I, I know that typically it's a, like it's they're a, just like anything not moving. It's like it's Dark Souls rules. Yeah. Like if someone's standing still, they're an NPC. If they're walking towards you, mm, okay, you kill them. Yeah, I suppose I didn't I didn't notice that pattern. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you know these animals have different life bars than Nemo. So if you're having trouble with a particular area, not only will they uh, give you different traversal abilities, but uh, they can let you soak another, you know, so, some more damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, each level is a different dream that you're having, um, working towards this princess. And in between, you get these little cutscenes <laughs> with your mom telling you to go back to sleep, <laughs> which I didn't understand. Yes. Like, like, is she is she just waking you up and making you go back to sleep at like eight a.m. the next day? Yeah, like like we just keep Nemo and like flowers in the attic kind of situation. Yeah, or the the old wallpaper paper. Well, she's giving just, him uh, mixed signals. She's trying to get some of that Sybil money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which I mean, you know that that that, that is a joke, right? Little kids never want to go to sleep or something. But I just yeah. I couldn't decide which way he he wanted to go and which way his mom wanted him to go. Yeah, why, why didn't he want to go to? He should want to go to sleep. Yeah, it's a world of adventure. That's where he's a Viking, Gary. Yeah, like this is this is the best. Like if I could go into Dreamland sleeping, fuck yeah. 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 Instead, I just have like anxiety dreams about work and then weird <laughs> sex shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, I don't care for it. Yeah. Um, and I just have darkness a, with no bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm just falling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It should be noted too that you don't uh, you don't. Like, there are no bosses or anything in this game. Like, every level is just about exploration. Right. Um, for the first three-fourths of the game. Right. Um, you're just collecting keys to unlock a final door of the stage. Strangely, there's no time limit. Yeah. Well, like, wonderfully, there's no time limit. <laughs> yes. Like, that would be really fucked up. Like, that would, that would make this game not as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this so. is, uh, you know, did DuckTales have a time limit? I cannot remember. I want to say. I think say it, had, no. it had a very generous time limit. Yeah, yeah. And Mega Man, obviously no time limit. Yeah, which helps because you're going around picking up these keys, and this is a little bit of a scavenger hunt. It's a it's a poor man's home improvement. Mm-hmm. Not quite as good as a <laughs> home improvement. There's no grappling hook. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 no grappling hook. You do get to ride around inside animals. Yes, you do. You wear like suits. Yeah, you do get to to crawl inside a frog. Um, <laughs> but the uh, uh, yeah, so it's really just encouraging you to kind of check out all the parts of this level. Mm-hmm. And some of the levels have a little bit more wiggle room. Like some levels have more keys than locks, mm-hmm. but that's fairly rare. Yeah. Uh, most of the time you're going to have to fully explore the levels. And they vary wildly in size. Like some levels are relatively small and some of them are huge. Yeah. And similar to Contra, they, you know, they, they, they vary in theme and what they're asking you to do as well. There, yeah. there, there are a couple of uh, really, really noteworthy departures. Mm-hmm. Um, but even more so than Contra as well, there's, there's huge visual variance between the stages. Yeah. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite things. And they're really imaginative. Like it starts off, excuse me, a little green hill zone mm-hmm. with a uh, mushroom forest, but later you get to do some really weird yeah. stuff that like every kid I think is, is thought about. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What if my house was upside down? Yeah. What if my house was upside down? What if I was shrunk down to, <laughs> you know, what if I could play with my toys and like life size? Yeah. Like all this stuff is super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harnessing this crazy dream logic that is, uh, the, the, that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so a while back on an episode of Abject Suffering, uh, I believe it was the uh, the Legacy of the Wizard one. I was talking about a mystery game where you had mm-hmm. to collect keys, um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I gave a very vague description. I didn't realize until I got to the end of the first uh, the, for the first stream that this is that game. That's that's the best feeling. I know when right? that happens when you like you have a mystery game and you uh, you find it. Mm-hmm. Happened with me um, like a couple of years ago with Arkista's Ring. Oh yeah. There's a weird, you know, weird game by Sammy, I think. Um, but the uh I just didn't know what it was. I was like, I played the fuck out of the game. What was it? And then I like just saw like a, a screenshot of it. I was like, oh shit, Arkista's ring. Yeah, so let's uh let's talk about this mushroom forest here. Yeah. Um so there's a hobo, like a candy colored sandman, <laughs> who who walks up to you at the beginning of this level named Flip, who is a huge character in the uh the movie. He's like your companion, but here he only shows up a couple times. Is he your dream guide? Yep. Yeah. He's, he's, he's your your dream guide. I love how humane this is. That like it starts out first thing out of the gate is a summary of your basic verb in this, which mm-hmm. is hey, feed these guys your candy and they can help you out. Yeah, like help. Yeah, it's very gentle. Like it is like it's like a good Christian game almost, <laughs> but with like dream trippiness. Yeah, and it comes out the gate hard. You, you mentioned that this was a little bit green hilly, but uh, the mushroom forest, uh, you know, even that struck me right away. With, yeah, uh, you are you are on giant mushrooms, yeah, which are that perennial symbol of like young drug use, <laughs> yes, and psychedelia, yeah, the altered states of drug Massachusetts. <laughs> mm, yeah, and uh, yeah, so so it, it's it's a little bit hard because of how you know nonlinear some of these situations are to, to 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 give it a presentation. So, do you want to talk a little bit about the different animals you can hop into? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can talk about them as they introduce them. Yeah. Um, so this first level, um, we get the frog which is kind of the main one. And he's a little bit hardier and jump. Oh, he's not hardier, but he jumps much higher. Yeah. And he can belly flop onto things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. You don't really have a way to hurt animals when you're outside of, uh, when you're outside of one of your uh, animal friends. Right. You can stun them right. by throwing candy at them, but you can also kind of fuck yourself over doing that by hitting them and putting them in your way. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's a little tricky to do so. Yeah. And you don't have like a really high jump. You're not really fast. Like you're, you're pretty disempowered when you're outside of an animal. Yeah. In fact, I would say when you're outside of the animal, the platforming is not that great. It's not. I don't think it's meant to be. Yeah. Like, it's not, but it's not. Like, you're not supposed to feel good about the platforming. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to be exploring until you can get to an animal friend. Yeah. And then have this feeling of empowerment. And do you think that's With, even the case later on when they have you do things that are more explicitly platforming segments? Um, Because, you, yeah, because you don't... They are more explicitly platforming segments, but they're still... You're still just going for animals. They're like, they just when you, whenever you, when you get the weapon, like... Two thirds of the way through, you're still wet, animaling it up. Yeah. Like, are you talking? You're talking about the the last fourth of the game. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, I would say anywhere from um from the cloud ruins on. Oh yeah, yeah. The cloud ruins is kind of bullshit. The uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So great music though. <laughs> cloud ruins. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So, so that, that, that's a, that's a little bit, and I, I totally understand that. And that is, uh, I don't know. Jump physics are so, are so important to the you know to this era of games, right? Like that, like that yeah. is a little bit of the statement that the that the publisher or the developer is trying to make about the way you, they intend for you to play your game, and to yeah. and to throw like here, just have six or seven of them and pick your favorite. Um, yeah. is, is 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 a little is a little unusual. Yeah, and it's not like when you're just Nemo, it's not like the jump physics are bad. You just can't jump very high. 
Like you're just you you have a little jump. Yeah. Little jump, a little run. I love um how expressive uh Nemo looks. Yeah. Especially when he's jumping. Like uh, mm-hmm. this is I'm stealing a line for myself when I played it last time, but like every time he jumps, he looks like he's expecting to land in a pile of leaves. <laughs> like he's so happy. Yeah. Like that like arms wide, like, yeah. Little <laughs> jump that he does is so fucking cute. <laughs> This game is so goddamn cute. Yeah. It's a, it's the jump from the end of every sitcom that ends with a freeze frame. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just so free. Yeah. Like this is just quiet as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I just, I love how cute this game is. Kawaii as shit. That's, that's another, that's another t-shirt. <laughs> this is kawaii as shit. Um, yeah, it is so, it's so adorable. Like the, uh, the, and the frog is cute. This little mole with sunglasses and the hard hat <laughs> you run into, who is a real disempowering character. He can just crawl slowly through through dirt. Yeah. But uh, you have to to get some keys. You know what his uh, flying jump posture looks like? Mega Man. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Mega Man is a little bit more... Uh, oh, you're right, because Mega Man has his like kind of like leg out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and his yeah. arms up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Capcom again. Um, <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah, back to the back to the tone and Kumio being kawaii as shit. That's the thing that I appreciate about this most. Um, similar to uh, when we were surprised by how good Felix the Cat was, mm-hmm. like this th- this level of whimsy, I think um, is I don't know irreplaceable. Yeah, um, just like you don't see it an awful lot. I think the closest we got was like Shovel Knight recently, which had a little bit of that you know cuteness and weirdness. But there's something to be said for something that is as unabashedly positive as this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so, it's so nonviolent and exploratory. And like, uh, in contrast, you know, not only because Mega Man is pretty cute, but you're still mm-hmm. shooting things yeah. and you're still blowing up things, you know, and I think that's a real, you know, cause I associate, uh, Konami, that was one of the things I was trying to get at, I think, in the last little bit, cause I associate Konami with being a little bit more dark and edgy, mm-hmm. um, you know, with their, with their Castlevania and, uh, and Contras. Mm-hmm. And this is the opposite of that. Like, this is, you know, I feel like when people kind of complain about, you know, grim, dark, gray, brown, edgy games, like this is what they're missing a little bit. Yeah. Like this is the, the, the spiritual predecessor to like a lot of what like Nintendo kind of turned into. Yeah. You know, like when, when people, the reason why people want a Wii U now is because the only way to get that experience Mm -hmm. and it's this kind of thing. Yeah. I'm in favor of it. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't have anything to add. No. I, was, I was about ready to gush some more about why we need more positivity in our life, but then I realized that would make me sound like a brony, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new sincerity. Watch out for fireballs. Long live the new sincerity. <laughs> Long live our senpai, Jesse Thorne. Um, <laughs> God. We're, we're just cranking out t-shirt ideas today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you essentially just look for keys. Like there's not that much to say about these individual levels other than their theming. And this one is just teaching you about animal friends and uh, fighting bees. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> which, um, which is, you know, as we've established, the one thing that makes sense in this world to fight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And as we'll find out later, the one thing it makes sense to be oh, yeah. in, uh, in the second level. Yeah, this, yeah. The flower garden. This flower garden. Again, trippy garden visuals. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of a bummer that that, that it is two plant themed things right after one yeah. right after the other. But yeah, they don't go real crazy until the next couple. Yeah. Um, but uh, this introduces the gorilla, <laughs> who has tons of uh, hit points and can also uh, climb trees and stick to walls, mm-hmm. which is very cool. And he can punch. Mm-hmm. And you ride his back rather than ride <laughs> inside his stomach. <laughs> Riding him like a megazord. Yeah. 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 
Um, they also introduced the lizard, which I actually think the lizard was in the last uh, level. But his main, he can climb on walls, but his main thing is he's short enough to go under things. <laughs> yeah. Which is really funny. Like, Nemo is not short enough to go under this, but Nemo plus a lizard is. <laughs> well, Nemo doesn't want to uh, dirty his pajamas. His mom will That's be true. real mad at him. They are really cute. His <laughs> jumper. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to scuff that. You're walking around. It's a, it's a garden. It's dirt. Yeah. And this introduces like something that you're going to be doing where you get, you're kind of daisy chaining these animals, <laughs> not literally, but like you, you get an animal that gives you an ability to get to another animal, which you need to get past the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're using the gorilla to climb up this tree to get the, the lizard. Friend. Yeah. And it also introduces one of my least favorite things in the game. Yeah. These, these are the fucking bats of the game for yeah. sure. The fuzzies. Like, these things the, are. Yeah. The, the dandelion puffs. They're motherfuckers. Um, they this game is hard too. Like we're these are two hard platformers. As much as good, you know, good natured as this is, mm-hmm. this is a difficult game. And these things kind of they're they do kind of like a sine wave Medusa pattern falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. And the trick is that you have to kind of juke them into locking into place and kind of dive bombing you, and then you can get out of the way. Yeah, because otherwise they track you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're doing anything that is you know marginally involved in terms of platforming. Um, they're just going to get like 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 hop on you. Um, they, yeah. like, they, they they really are. They fall prey to edge spawn sickness, which is yeah. It will they will always pop up in the place that is least convenient for you. Yeah, there there is like some some irritating edge spawning in this game. The trick that like so the the way that you know, I found to combat that is you just have to be super like there can't be infinite of them on the screen or anything. <laughs> so if you bait one of them into falling and then make your jump. Another one won't spawn while that one's falling, mm-hmm. and you can actually use that um, in the uh, the sky castle level or the sky way level to uh, to really like you can make some of those long platforming areas with no enemies because you follow one of these down, and it will despawn the ones that it comes up upon, mm-hmm. um, which ends up being very helpful. But they are really annoying, especially since you know anytime you have to climb, like in this part, you're essentially climbing, jumping off a branch to juke one of these things, and then climbing up to the next landing. Yeah. And again, uh, humanely, they, uh, they 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 tell you you're going to need to go up. Um, yeah, you're going to have to climb up these trees, which is which is useful because this actually is a pretty vertical game. Not only uh, would you not expect to you know climb up these trees, they just kind of look like scenery elements. Um, yeah. But also uh, going down underneath the water, um, and yeah. even some pits. I you know the, the, there are bottomless pits in this game, and you can fall to your death. But uh, more often than not, it kind of surprises you with oh, there's more world down here. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times they'll they'll just be like one ups or something, but sometimes they're necessary and there'll be keys yeah. down there. There's though my favorite uh, enemy in the game is that tree <laughs> that's down underground here. That just like the angry looking tree that you can't do anything to. Stump- stumpy, yeah, old, old stumpy. He looks like Flory from uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man, he's he's creepy, and mm-hmm. you can't. I, I was really hoping I could feed him and then get inside the tree. <laughs> just like stand there. Just not move. Yep. But it does not work. the infinite. Go you back. Just, uh, go back above ground. It's like newts. Think like a tree. You just can just throw candy at him forever, and he never eats it. Yeah, he's got a willpower of steel because he doesn't want to do something a little decadent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because they put him right under, right underneath the pit, so it's kind of yeah. a fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he's also it's kind of scary too. Yeah. Because as soon as you hit him, he starts going. Yeah. Um. But you have to go down in that pit to get underground to get the bee, mm-hmm. which is again super fucking cute. Yeah. God, are you cute as a bee? <laughs> Just a cute little baby. Did you ever duck down as the bee? Yes. Yeah, where your wings like will slowly flap? Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. So so the, the, this, this is the kind of superficial, like crazy candy-munching monster that the internet turns us into. <laughs> Occasionally when I'm having a bad day, 
I will look up pictures of either babies or dogs in bee costumes. Bee costumes are very cute. Yes. Like, as as Super Mario Galaxy taught us. <laughs> like, Bee Mario is the cutest Mario. Yeah. Bees are the cutest thing to be dressed as, not the cutest thing to be. Right. No, you're not, not, not the cutest thing to have around you. Hmm. It's a disaster if you have a bee near you. Yeah, no, it's code red. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> something dressed up as a bee, yeah, super fucking cute, adorable, including Nemo, including Nemo. Um, this uh, this is my favorite and the one that I that that, that I try the hardest to you know maintain, uh, you know the, the, this costume or whatever because you can you have limited flying ability and you can mm-hmm. also shoot little stingers. Yeah, super cute little stingers. Yeah, um, yeah. This is probably the most empowering of the uh, the transformations, rivaled maybe by Mallet Mouse. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the Mallet Mouse is is the rare. He's the Hammer Brothers of, <laughs> of this game. Yeah, yeah, Mallet uh, Mouse doesn't show up unless there's a specific uh, need for need his for service. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, so the bee is super great, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you can get around. Yeah, and uh, this was around the time when I noticed there was no time limit because I had trouble um, finding this, and this is my problem in any kind of scavenger hunt uh, game. Mm-hmm. Is you'll get to the end, you know, especially here, and you find, oh, I'm one key short, and you know, every single one of these, as you as you pick up a key, the others get you know exponentially more difficult to find, and it kind of turns into a little bit, a little bit of a uh, of a uh, you know needle in a haystack. So there's yeah. just that one, which it might as well mean I need to get all of them because I need to go back to the beginning and just look around again. Well, if if there's like an area you don't think you've been, there's yeah. probably a key there. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there's, it's rare that there are like two keys in a in a hidden corner. Yeah. If you think of it as like spokes off of the the beginning. Yeah. You just have to just have to be very diligent exploring, and they do some bullshit. Like there is in the fourth level, there's a hidden area you have to get a key, Ugh. and and that's lame. Yeah. Like they yeah they should not do that. But like mm-hmm. it's plays fair for much of the game. I feel yeah. like yeah. And it's um, just it's just something I ran into. I don't know if it was because I was cognizant that I was playing on a deadline. Even, you know, like no game, however short, is you know immune to that. But even still, it's just it's something that it's not it's not even just endemic to this game. It's whenever whenever that pops up, when, yeah, you know, some, when, some when kind of like hint system or some kind of like um, like maybe having uh, more keys than locks on all the levels instead of just some, or maybe some kind of like you know somebody you could talk to that would point you in a direction or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, might have been in order. Yeah, like it'd be really cool if if they had more keys than locks, and uh, some of them were gated by obscurity, and some of them were gated by were gated by uh, mechanical challenge. Yeah, so that 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 way, like you could get the craft. You know, at that point, it turns into Deus Ex a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where just... which I, you know, more games being NES Deus Ex. <laughs> Sign me up. I mean, I, I love this game. Like it, yeah. it doesn't need me to Monday morning quarterback it. Yeah, but like that is a minor frustration. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, that gets in, gets more of a frustration at a couple levels. Yeah. Like, uh, here it is not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the w- times when they do, you know, have way more keys and locks is in the next level, the house of toys. Yeah. Which is the first, like, super imaginative level, I think, mm-hmm. which is you shrunk down and interacting with your toys, specifically a toy train set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a massive departure from the, from even the style of game that this has been to this point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, keys are irrelevant. It does a very, good job of communicating that because you just yeah. find a whole bunch of them at the start and there were a whole bunch of them at the end and this is a it's basically auto scroll right yeah yeah but it's it's, a, it's an auto scroller um so there's a little bit of an element of trial and error to it um there's a couple like you know you have to move forward to trigger a guy 
and then dodge out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, those little like lemur bat things. Yeah. Um, that come down. But uh, for the most part, like I like people really hate this level. Like somebody on uh, something awful was saying, like we were worried about the difficulty in God Hand, and we were playing this <laughs> game. But like this is not as bad as as people make it out to be. Right. I don't think. Like I second tried it on the stream. Um, like it is not is not as bad as it is as men out to, made out to be. Yeah, it is difficult, but it's not as difficult as mm. as said. Yeah, I could see I could see um, memorization really playing into it as well, especially when you get to the area where the train is trying to buck you into uh, spike ceilings. <laughs> yeah, well, the the trick to that is like it's all about like testing your nerve because there's only a couple areas where the spikes will actually hit you. Mm-hmm. If you duck down, you can get past almost all of that. Right. It just it, it, you just had to have nerves of steel and these spikes like tickle your neck. Yeah, it, nerves of steel and also the ability to recognize that the duck, that the duck is functional in this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I I popped in the arcade version of Little Nemo, Little Nemo for a minute, mm-hmm. um, and this is the first level of that. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, um, yeah. The arcade game version I watched a bunch of, but I only played a little bit of. Yeah, um, it's beautiful. Like there's a weird. Like era of Capcom, Capcom NES pl- or uh, arcade platformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Willow game is really good too. Yeah, um, and this is, that was just a really cool time where like you could go into an arcade and play a platformer mm-hmm. that wasn't like a running gun. It wasn't Sunset Riders. It was a Metal Slug. Yeah, it was a straight up like NES style platformer. But that's definitely out of style in a big bad way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's really not much to say about the train other than you know I like the I like the music uh, as is customary uh for, mm-hmm. for, for both these games i don't know why i keep saying it um but um it's it's pretty linear like by by definition almost because right. you are like just straight up on a track and it is a reflex test to you know to a degree yeah yeah and they're they're breaking it up yeah. which they they do a, a decent decent job of mm-hmm. um the next level is the night sea mm-hmm. um which is the the water level um where you're dealing with uh water like in different animals that can and cannot swim and uh, introduced to the hermit crab friend. Was, <laughs> oh, the other thing about that house of the train level is there are no animals. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you don't get into any animals during it. Yeah. So, yeah. But they, and just real quick, I, I, I just moved us on way before I was ready. <laughs> the other thing that they do to ameliorate the difficulty is there's like something like three extra lives in that level. Like, you can, they are really padding that out for you. Like, the keys are, you know, keys are not an issue. And then there are just tons of extra lives. Like, some of them are in a little tricky spot to get, but some of them are really not. Mm-hmm. So you, you more or less effectively get unlimited tries at this if you have your wits about you at all, you know, and can grab at least one of those extra lives. Right. You know, so like they do they do a lot to make that thing that on the surface seems overly difficult, really not. Yeah. You know, but uh, back to the night sea and our hermit crab friend. Yeah. Um, I like this level, except this is where that piece of uh, that, that, that piece of design bullshit comes yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, that, that which would throw an extra life in there. Yeah, that'd be fine. Like, give me a give me a secret passage. I love a secret passage, but don't mm-hmm. make it necessary. Yeah, or don't make it so that um, I need to. You know, it's it's just not signposted. There's a dead end up there that uh, you need to. If you, you know, unless you're on a flounder, unless you're riding one of the fish, it won't go anywhere. You just have to intuit that if you if you run up there or if you swim up there, um, it'll take you into this little side you know shunt kind of thing. Which yeah. you know. If Nemo's swim wasn't perfectly serviceable, um, yeah, then th- then I would be less inclined to think like, oh well, that's bullshit because I swam up there just naked. Yeah, you know, uh, which you is see, you can't get in there as just Nemo. No, oh, I, I don't know if I've ever ever tried that, but you, I think you can as the frog too, not just the flounder. Okay, um, but yeah, I, I had never tried that, so I wasn't 
wasn't sure. Um, yeah, it is bullshit though. Like it is, it is my least favorite thing that happens in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and the game's not full of it. No, it doesn't happen again. It's just this one little anomaly that's really frustrating. Yeah, yeah, so. where, where it's just not indicated. A little bit of a uh, yeah. um, not Simon. Yeah, I guess Simon's quest would would be appropriate there. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Going back to Konami. Yeah. <laughs> um, the hermit crab can dig under the sea sand mm-hmm. and can uh, claw things, but you, he can't swim. He has no, like, vertical yeah. you know, movement under the sea. So you have to use him for some specific keys. Yeah. And uh, you get a fish, which has big, silly fists. Like, it looks like you can punch. <laughs> um, this it's fish a fine hellfish. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it does look like a flying hellfish. And uh, he just swims really well. Yeah. But the uh, the frog swims really well as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that uh, that sunken ship right near the beginning. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, more striking, uh, you know, visuals and imagery, and you know, we can't. I, I can't overstate how how varied it's been so far, yeah, um, and how varied it's going to continue to be. Yeah, yeah, every level is different. Yeah, like it never really repeats itself. Yeah, um, which is which is wonderful. Mm. Um, the next level is one of, is a favorite of mine. It's really kind of maybe a little over long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so cool because it's Nemo's house and you are shrunk down in your house. Yeah. And that's just like, that's a thing that has always fired my imagination as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like that, that kind of dealing with issues of scale. Yeah. Kind of thing I always thought was really fun. Yeah. I think, honey, we shrunk ourselves, took the nation by storm. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as the greatest in that series, probably. <laughs> I, I was just joking, actually. Yeah, the, that, that's the, the one yeah. that I had on VHS. And so I watched it the most. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I was my joke was that none of them are good. <laughs> so I, I don't actually know, but I assume none of those. Like I've seen Honey I Shrunk the Kids, it's not a good movie. I've seen Honey I Blew Up the Kids, it's not a good movie. <laughs> I assume Honey I Shrunk Ourselves is not a good movie. I think it was straight to straight to VHS, maybe. Yeah. Also, Honey, I know. <laughs> like you don't have to tell me that you shrunk me. <laughs> <laughs> like I was there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one thing I will say about that franchise: um, when I was young, there was a uh, there was an attraction at MGM Studios in Orlando oh, yeah. that was that was you know Honey Honey I Shrunk I the that. Kids, that yeah. giant plastic ant and yep. the big mushrooms and stuff, yeah. the slides and shit. That was great. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, also, Rick Moranis does a killer Neil Young impression. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have a respect for Rick Moranis because he's somebody who just truly decided to retire. Yeah. From like, like, he's just like, you know what? I have enough money. I don't really mm-hmm. want to do this anymore. I want to spend time with my family. Yeah. My wife died. I want it. to spend time with my kids. Yeah. Like, that, that's not something that, like, ego allows actors to do very often. But yeah, he did it. So good on him. Yeah. If he shows, starts showing up in movies, it'll be sad because it's like, oh, oh. you know, money ran out or something. Kind of ran out. Yeah. yeah. That Ghostbusters money. Um, <laughs> Them royalties. But um, the, uh, yeah. So the Nemo's house, which again, really good music. And really fun, like this idea of exploring your, it looks a little bit like, um, uh, the secret of Bryce Manor, that spider game. Yeah. For iOS. Like that's kind of what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, like that early Victorian style, um, yeah. you know, architecture and, uh, decoration hinting at that mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, it, it looks, it looks in period. Um, yeah. I like how nonlinear this area is. Um, mm-hmm. and it's more, it's mostly you trying to figure out the order of operations. And that's going to be true throughout the rest of the, you know, of, of the game. Where it really leans on that daisy, you know, the daisy chaining. There's no apparent path, um, you know, like there has been before, where it's been mostly left to right. Uh, this is more like, you know, I found this new animal. What can this allow me to do, you know? And remembering what areas have been off limits to you before now. Yeah, yeah, a little like uh, uh, Metroidvania, yeah. almost that. Like you're you're backtracking areas with new powers mm-hmm. to get in there. Um, there are lots of weird creatures in this, like the uh, the flying turtles that puke up eyeballs. <laughs> Those things. Yeah, that's a thing. The the, the jack um, in the box, the playthrough and jack in the boxes. 
Are those, those are like monkeys? Oh yeah, like I'm, on stacks I'm, of plates. I'm misremembering that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're like monkeys on stacks stacks of plates that throw plates, <laughs> tiny plates, <laughs> little itsy bitsy plates. Yeah, um, but you're introduced to a lot of, a lot of like uh, you know all like more or less all the creatures so far, except for the fish and the crab. Mm-hmm. Get some time here, including a new one, which is uh, the hammer mouse, which I like to think that the hammer is actually a marshmallow on toothpicks because <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. And it looks a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've got my frustrations with hammer mouse, actually. He's there's there's one thing you have to do with hammer mouse that drove me up the fucking wall. But yeah. I think it's in uh, Topsy Turvy where you have to jump between two platforms with falling eye beams. Yep. <laughs> and you have to, like you there. I can't figure out how not to get hit mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. That part's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, even the thing that he, he is designed to do, which is break down these uh, collapsible walls, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's a, kind of impossible. Like because, yeah. because he will hit and it'll be slightly above, slightly you know, slightly above where your you know where his head is at, and he can maybe jump, but you're going to be uh, you know too high. Like finding yeah. the right position, like where his hitbox intersects with the with the world geometry, is uh, yeah. is really frustrating. And often when you're doing that, you're dealing with those uh, fuzzies. They're falling from the ceiling. There's one part specifically where you had to break open a wall and there are fuzzies falling down. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't rapidly iterate, you know, on trying to get through the wall. Yeah. You have to, uh, you know, juke a fuzzy and mm-hmm. then get dizzy. <laughs> so, and then, and then, and then try to, you know, make another try at getting through the wall. <laughs> so seven games, yes. seven <laughs> games in that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it, it is, uh, it is, it is frustrating. He's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a very adorable concept. Yeah, it's a very adorable concept. I like how the mouse is sleeping. So, I mean, all of the animals are sleeping when you drive them around, mm-hmm. which makes this kind of an inception thing. I never really thought about that. <laughs> but like, they're in a dream and you're putting them to sleep. Like, what are they dreaming about? Oh yeah. Maybe each of these like successive levels is you inside the dream of uh, one <laughs> of the, the thing you put to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now I'm just imagining sleepjacking. Like, oh, like, yeah. like, like what if, what if there was like a race of aliens or, you know, mystical practitioners who, whenever they needed to borrow a physical body, they would, uh, they'll, they possess somebody who's asleep. Hmm. <laughs> I think something similar to that, like there's a little bit of that idea in dark city where they, uh, they rearrange, like they change the world and rearrange the world and change our minds while we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like they create the world as the, in their image oh. while we sleep. Yeah. You've seen that, right? No, no, I haven't. Oh, you'd love it. Huh. Like you got to see dark city. Cool. Hmm. Like I think you'd really, really like it. It's really good. Oh, I will. Uh, I, I will. I will investigate it. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, it's it's really up your alley. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But anyway, uh, mouse, mouse, mallet, mouse is annoying a little mm-hmm. bit. But this level is really cool. It's really big. It's the biggest level in the game for sure. Yeah. And uh, and and you know, just you have to explore, just kind of really explore everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it, it gives you that freedom. Like it plays different than one of the other side scrolling levels because of that. Yeah, like because it is all about revisiting areas and seeing where you can get in. Mm-hmm. I think the, the 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 areas where I missed the most keys were the were the attic. Spots. Oh yeah, like uh, yeah. you know, just making sure that I was in the B and I could uh, you know fly up there. There there are more of them than you would think, and they're not uh, signposted enough to really like guide you up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But me, yeah, me too. I think I got to the end of this was and it was missing a key. I think I need seven keys from this level too, which is a lot. Yeah, for this game. But uh, yeah, I ended up getting it. Mm-hmm. But.
Then you go to Cloud Ruins, which is the biggest um, like visual and music quality to gameplay quality uh, quality disparity. Mm. I think it leans on things that are not the strength of uh, this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely it's very tricky. Um, so this is about you're on these like rooftops, and the music's beautiful and it looks beautiful, but there's a lot of like kind of platforming in this and lots of fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots uh, of fuzzies, fuzzies that are pretty much exactly in phase with the moving platforms. Yeah, yeah, which. Yeah. That like the, the that's when these things irritate me the most in this era of platformer is when you can tell there was specific effort that went into um, trying to make sure that all of the moving things were in a rhythm that would make it as difficult as possible. Yeah, like like the, 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 there's no point where they get out of sync and that's the pattern you're looking for. You're just kind of like, oh, I just have to know that I can maybe jump up and wiggle my way around this before yeah. you know, before I make the transfer. The, uh, the only, like, I didn't have any, that much of a problem with the moving platforms with these guys. The mm-hmm. thing that stymied me here, um, is the upward scrolling, uh, section where you're the bee. And because if you get hit by any of the, the creatures that are, that are coming, any of the fuzzies or anything, mm-hmm. um, you lose your, you're kind of, you lose your flight. Yeah. Um, and you're on a flight timer. Like, it's the kind of thing where you tap for a little while, but you have to rest, like Gargoyle's Quest. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, that, I found that area very frustrating. Yeah. Um, like it, it's it's all on internet. It's all on stream. So like you can see me just abusing the shit out of save states <laughs> to get through it. Which like up until the you know up until that point, like I wasn't doing a lot of save stating mm-hmm. for this game. Um, but the points where I did were like this, and then you know the boss, which we'll talk about, and then the um, that part with Mallet. I was trying to get out between those two girders. Mm-hmm. This fucking weird hitbox. Yeah. Um, but this this climbing part is one of the, is like one of the few like I think this game in general like I said the difficulty I think is overrated. This is one of the few parts I think is genuinely unfair. Yeah, difficulty wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's neat like how you have the uh, the, the the paired uh, rising and falling scrolling levels mm-hmm. where you're kind of like going up to the actual cloud ruins, this crazy overturned uh, cathedral. Mm-hmm. in the clouds really neat except that downward one is is really bad because it forces you to do a lot of leaps of faith i didn't think the downward one was bad no like if you yeah if you wait until kind of the last minute i could always see what i was going to leap to okay. and i think that was kind of what the the me- mechanically i was going for okay like uh you, you don't have tons of time to do it but you uh you have to make those kind of jumps and you have that tension yeah. like the downward one i thought was pretty fun possibly because this was where like i you know, I had one of those fuzzies following me, so it didn't spawn any more fuzzies. <laughs> um, the upward one I thought was pretty egregious, though. Yeah. Once, oh. once you're up there, it's fine. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a little bit of a reprieve. Um, and this the, this stage isn't about getting keys. Like yeah, you know there there are more than enough keys at the very last part of the run up. Um, to yeah. you know to get you through that. Uh, so at least it's kind. You know the 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 fact you know the, the, this scrolls automatically, much like the uh, much like the train uh, level did. And so by de-emphasizing that, they, you know, it's very, again, humane. This is a humane game, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. is, is not trying to screw you. Yeah. Any, any level that you can't backtrack in, yeah. they don't make keys, you know, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I end up, I end up on the balance liking this level, except for that vertical part. I, I like the down part and I like the music and, and visuals, obviously. Yeah. Which I just stop saying because I always like them. <laughs> um, even though, like, the next level, Topsy Turvy, the music doesn't really do it that much for me. And the visuals don't do that much either. Yeah. This is kind of, this is the closest thing this game has to padding. Mm-hmm. It's a fine idea. Like, everything is upside down. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, but there's just not that much to this level. Yeah. So, it, again, it's just that order of operations thing. Yeah. 
you know, maybe there are like one or two uh, tricky puzzles, but the upside downness doesn't, it doesn't it, add much. It, it doesn't add like, like there, 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 there's no trick around it. Yeah. I know that in the, um, in the comics, that was mm-hmm. a thing. Like I remember reading like an upside down world mm-hmm. thing. So it made me think maybe this was like a big scene in the movie or a big scene in the comics mm-hmm. they wanted to reference. But like yeah. by this point, I feel like, and it's pretty impressive that they've gotten this far. You know, this is the stage seven. The uh, next stage was kind of three mini stages. Mm-hmm. You know, seven of the eight stages have concrete gameplay gimmicks mm-hmm. that are interesting. And this is the one that I think is is a repeat, you know, and doesn't introduce anything new. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. Basic. And, yeah. In fact, I'm not even going to put the music in for Topsy Turvy. Yeah. Fuck you, Topsy Turvy. <laughs> it's just like sickening clown waltz. <laughs> like it's just really nauseating. Like dun 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 dun. Um, it's gross. Yeah. But and then you get a like surprisingly like a two and a half minute cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> really long. In this game. The, yeah. Like the the beginning and end of this really lean on cutscenes. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. Yeah. And, you know, like the dialogue is adorable because, you know, they play into him being a little kid and loving candy but not liking girls. And Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. And essentially what you're learning is that uh, King Morpheus has been kidnapped and taken to Nightmare Land. And uh, the princess gives you a morning star. Not like a morning star, like a morning star. Yeah. But a, a you know, a little star wand. And she even says, like, you don't need keys from now on. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, you don't like, have to worry about this anymore. Yeah. It's a very interesting, like, gameplay shift mm-hmm. in this area. The same way, like, Contra kind of, like, gives up on the vertically or the uh, base stages. Yeah. In the first. This, like, you know, becomes a kind of a different kind of game in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I can't decide if I want to applaud the, uh, the, the variety or if, I, or if it seems like it's a little bit of a crutch. Like, okay, we need to really blow this out at the end. And we, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the, the way that we know to do this is, you know, we're going to need an extra verb, which is the ability to uh, have any kind of offensive vocabulary and maybe yeah. you know, these chart shots and stuff like, you know, making it into, you know, more of a traditional game where it's been kind of experimental up to this point. I don't know how else you would end it. Yeah. Like, I feel like like an ending that was just a level of getting keys would be anticlimactic. Mm hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think that would work. Yeah. So I, I feel like there has to be something like that. And the way they did it, um, because they don't totally eschew all of the animal finding. No, you can switch stuff. back and forth between candy and your morning star. Yeah. Like, you're not looking for keys, but you are trying to do these traversal puzzles still. So they haven't totally gotten rid of the core gameplay mechanic. Mm-hmm. You know, so it still feels additive and interesting to me. Um, and up until the final boss, like, I think the bosses are pretty good. Yeah. Um, like, are, are interesting. Yeah. And most of the platforming, it just kind of serves as final exam time. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, for for the order of operations thing. So this is where you know some of the some of the trickier, like there's one there, like there's one very very tough run, maybe a little bit later on in the one of the many stages, uh, where it is expecting you to like go up once with a lizard and then grab. Uh, is that the area you're talking about? Where you have to go up once with a, with a lizard, then grab another uh, um, uh, monster, maybe a mouse, and then go up again. Yeah, yeah, and then you get the bee. Yeah. Which then gets you, you get the bee, which you can fly up to the, the mouse, which can then jump onto the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's four, it's a four animal chain. <laughs> uh, in, in a very small area. Yeah, it is, that, that is really tricky. But again, it's last level. Yeah. It's supposed to be hard. Like, it's not, you know, it does it. this did not feel egregiously unfair. 
The only part about this last level that I thought was shitty was the emboss. Yeah. But we should talk about the bosses leading up to him yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kingpin, who sends suicide babies at you. Yeah, yeah. who's just in there popping out babies. <laughs> yep. um, this is a giant penguin. Yeah. And uh, kind of the trick to him is you don't know which side he's going to appear on. And your your fire arc for your Morningstar is really weird. <laughs> you can just use it to bop things on the head. But if you charge it, it shoots at a 45-degree uh, angle up. Yeah. Um, which it needs to. <laughs> like, all the bosses are designed around that. Yeah. But uh, it's just interesting you know, the way that works. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it definitely throws you off the first time you go for it. I didn't realize you could charge it oh, the yeah. first time. So I was just plunking away at this penguin um, with, you know, not doing any damage at all. And just, it was just going on and on and on until mm. until finally I was just holding down the button, like waiting for it to go. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to fire this thing. OK, uh, it's got it's got a little meter at the bottom that, that yeah. shows up when you turn it into the, the morning star. Yeah, it is. I, I, I meters on nes games they really don't do much for me in terms yeah. of that like they're like there usually is at least one extraneous one that i yeah. you know don't know they definitely could have explained this during that two and a half minute cutscene. <laughs> yeah like they yeah. had space for it economize that time come on yeah um but next boss is this manta ray which like remember way back in the day we were talking about dark souls bosses and like scale and i was saying how like interesting it would be to do like a small boss yep you know in dark souls like this is that like this is like this tiny little boss and it's all about like timing your shot correctly to hit it as it flies through the air. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really interesting. Like, he's way smaller than you, which, like, you don't see very often. Yeah. Nobody, nobody does uh, does things with scale like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's more just tricky timing, you know? Yeah. Like, you just have tricky to... Tricky timing and, and knowing where he's going to shoot and avoiding those platforms. Yeah. Um, so he's he's not too bad. But the uh, the final boss, I think, is is more or less a, a big pain yeah um he's the then the run-up to him is really great mm-hmm. like where you see him in the background and stuff and it's super fucking spooky yeah um but this is the nightmare lord and he's the devil <laughs> and he hawks out blood loogies at you yeah <laughs> those things are so creepy yeah and yeah. like this i ended up like uh resorting to save states just because it takes so long yeah like it, you have to really play flawlessly for a long time yeah and uh, like n- no single one of his attacks is you know especially is especially um, you know frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. His uh, his hand or eye lasers, I forget which one. That you know like there are distinct safe areas on the ground that you can go to. But his tongue and that blood loogie, like he throws so many of them at you at once that it's yeah. kind of it, you know it, it kind of throws out chaff, right? Yeah, and you have to you know you since you have to charge, you can't just rapid fire. You have to choose what kind of whether you're shooting the blood loogie or whether you're doing damage to the boss. Mm-hmm. And only, you know, the stars align perfectly to where you can do both. Not that often. Right. You know, and sometimes that the blood loogie, he actually is like a defensive item. Like he hawks a blood loogie to block his weak spot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, uh, yeah, it just, it just takes too long. Like if this guy took fewer hits, I'd be fine. Yeah. Then, it's like, a, a numbers boss. adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just, it just takes a long time. And like, you know, it yeah. was frustrating. I ended up abusing some save states. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I think we're reacting to a little bit about the uh, about the gameplay shift? Hmm. It's um, Wily's Castle. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you have the you have the six robot masters, and then you have like the long linear stage, you know, stage after stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really mind it here, nor do I mind it in Wily's Castle. Like, no, no, it's uh, not, not even like a, like a uh, you know judgment, like a quality yeah. judgment. It's just like a, oh, that, that 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 mirrors this other thing, which yeah, again, it is a it is a Capcom trope. Yeah, yeah, which which is interesting. Mm-hmm. They like doing that, but the boss has kind of a sour note, which is unfortunate. They just take so long to kill. Um, which I beat him as a kid without mm-hmm. you know, say I didn't have a pro action replay, <laughs> but the um, you know as adult I had to cheat. Yeah, but you get the ending. 
in which uh, Nemo's parents stuff him and <laughs> place him in front of the window <laughs> to stare outside forever. <laughs> and just uh, stare. Is, is that like that uh, fake Calvin and Hobbes where Calvin goes on Ritalin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much whimsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But really, you become the king of, uh, or the prince of Slumberland. Yeah. On playdates forever, even though girls are gross. Yeah, but, you know, some girls are right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're learning. Yep. Yeah. This is this is the whole game is like a gamer's gate. Thing. <laughs> you know, I like I thought that up and I didn't want to, I didn't want to saw, like, you know, like play that old saw again. But yeah, the, uh, it's him learning that some girls are okay. Yeah. They, that the cooties isn't fatal. Yep. Good job, Nemo. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And that's, uh, that's little Nemo. Yeah. They like oh. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I love it. Like it is, it is one of my favorite NES platformers. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I, I I might like it a little bit more than you do. Mm-hmm. Not not in a dick measuring way, but like in a uh, no, no, be a weird just... dick measuring contest. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have likes a lot this of thing more. yeah, <laughs> like whip it out, boys. Yeah, um, I have a like a lot of nostalgia for this game, mm-hmm. and like that that whimsy and just the music and visuals combined like make this a real comfort mm-hmm. experience for me in a way that like in the way that Mario games are. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way that, like, I love Mega Man games, but in a way that Mega Man games aren't mm. for me. Like, it's just not quite as, like, feel good. Yeah. You know, even though, like, I would say, like, Mega Man 2 is probably a better game. DuckTales is a better game. But, like, this is up there for me just because of that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm coming to this unburdened of nostalgia. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm probably seeing a couple more of the scenes. And maybe what I'm reacting to are just, you know, oh, it was the style at the time. Like, oh, that, like, this is, you know, just the, like the way things were communicated. And I think it should be lauded for, again, for how humane it is in those instances where it does explain things to you. But there are just, you know, areas, areas where I can, I can kind of see where that's at, where I might not see, um, you know, something else that I'm more fond of. Um, you yeah. know, if I came to it with more than that, that mystery game real, realization. Um, yeah. 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 It's like the inverse of our Sonic episode. Yeah. Where, like, I came away from it liking Sonic 3, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any attachment to it. Yeah. So, I was still frustrated a little bit mm-hmm. while still liking it. Yeah. But, yeah. Good, uh, good, <laughs> Wait a minute. There are degrees of liking things? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that. I learned that game, girls are great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so good good NES platformers. Yeah. What a good system for platformers it was. I know, right? And, you know, it's it's been a while since we've, you know, really dipped back. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a while since we've dipped back to the NES. You know, we've, we've, we've kind of hung out in the modern, in the modern age. It's nice to, you know, to, to have the ability to go back and, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of play on these and dwell on them. And I think that one of the things that let us do it for this episode without it being just kind of like a scant, like, yeah, it's good, is that comparison between how different yeah. these two games are. Yeah. When right? we, when we do our like B-side episodes, we try to do that. So yeah. we try to do it with the, uh, with the rail shooter episode and we try to do it with Tony Hawk. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. And it was like, I can't emphasize, um, as much as I really loved Sweet in 2, how refreshing it was <laughs> to, to go back to NES mm-hmm. after that. Like it's such a, it's such a good system. Like it just looked like the graphics still, it just looks good and just feels good. And yeah. Yeah. It was great. It, it also, felt, yeah, it was just awesome. It also helped that I did this in a night. So yeah. Yeah, well, and, but it was like a pleasant night. Like, yeah. if I was like, oh, I have to beat this a couple times before the show, it would still be fine. Like, I could mm-hmm. sit down and play Contra right now yeah. and still have fun. I dare you. <laughs> I could. I could do it. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, just like every once in a while, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm back to the old NES. Back to the old NES. So Capcom and Konami are two companies that are still around. Yeah. And yeah. it's bizarre to think about these being the same 
places because yeah, Capcom is they... now just Japanese Activision and Konami's yeah. kind of on the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. What is the last thing like Konami did? Uh, Castlevania Lords of Darkness. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And then uh, Metal Gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's their their Metal Gear and then shitting out increasingly worse Castlevania games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's basically just Kojima's playground now. Yeah, yeah. And and Capcom, which like we we'll talk about this in a couple episodes, but like ended up ditching you know Clover and mm-hmm. stopped publishing stuff by Clover, which was doing a lot of like really imaginative things for them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. So bit. they they went from like you know having their Okamis and their their God hands. To now, like, still being, you know, reasonable. Like, mm-hmm. I still like modern Resident Evil games. Yeah. But it's really hard to imagine them doing something quite as, like, you know, singular as this. Yeah. So. But 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 even still, they have, like, little glimpses because they gave us uh, Dark Void and Dark Void Zero. Yeah. 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 Which is at least, like, half good. Yeah. Like, at least half interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I That's not really fair. I never played the actual Dark Void. I just played Dark Void Zero. That's okay. I'm just going by, by word of mouth. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so good, good games, good companies. It's also like, I love that idea of like, it's, there are exceptions to it, but like, as an NES kid, like if you saw a game by one of those companies, you could almost be guaranteed it was good. Yeah. Like if you sit down and play a Konami game, like it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, um, like on the, on the YouTube thing, I did like a, like a monsters in my pocket game. Mm-hmm. So I think they did pretty good. Yeah. You know, like it's still dumb. It's still not great, but like, it's just like, I like that idea of, you know, they're just like, well, this will be pretty decent. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yes, this will be played on Nick Arcade for years. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Along with Chuck Rock, hey nineties yeah. kids, hey nineties kids, you might remember Chuck Rock. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, Chuck Rock. Um, what are we doing next time, Cole? Well, next time we're going to be doing Half Life for the PC. Half-Life. Yeah, mm-hmm. developed by Valve. Um, I'm very much enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. at least the uh, the 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 first early run, and uh, bracing myself for the drop in quality. But hey, that's the future. What matters is now. Yep, just just stay stay in the moment, yep. stay present. <laughs> um, after that, we are doing, as we mentioned, God Hand, um, which I am I'm like you know partway through both these games, and mm-hmm. they're both very good. God Hand is a goddamn treat, <laughs> and I'm I'm so I'm like really surprised I never uh, got into it when I played it before. Because mm-hmm. just having a little bit of that extra impetus to like push through some of the difficulty has really rewarded me. Yeah, so yeah. it's a good game. Pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then after that, we're going to be doing, uh, one of my favorite games. This is, uh, this is a pretty star studded, uh, autumn, actually. Uh, yeah, Capcom, the, the autumn of Capcom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Resident Evil remake, uh, the one that came out in 2002 for the GameCube. I'm really excited about that too, because yeah. I have not uh, revisited that since the first time I played it, mm-hmm. but I remember loving it and yep. I love, uh, classic style Resident Evil games. Yep. There's a lot there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it also, like, it fucks around with the mythology in a way that's interesting instead of just nonsense like Resident Evil 6. <laughs> Like, yep. I'm looking forward to that part of it, too. Like, like Lisa Trevor is an additive addition to mm-hmm. the Resident Evil mythology, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, I don't know, everything <laughs> that happened in Resident Evil 6 is a subtractive addition <laughs> to the Resident Evil mythology. As much as, I mean, I liked playing that game, but, yep. like, it's fucking ludicrous. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then after that, we're doing our adventure game. Yeah. Which we can announce. Yes, we can. Uh, this, uh, it just, the poll just closed out. I want to thank you guys. 69 people, um, voted yeah. in that, uh, roughly two thirds of our, uh, of our patrons. Yeah. 
right? So thanks, guys. Yeah. So we put this out there. The options were um, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, Riven the Sequel to Mist, Sanitarium, and Grim Fandango. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the winner by a pretty large margin was mm-hmm. I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Yeah, a bit of a surprise Yeah, to me. Like, uh, I'm really happy about it, though. We were talking about it off mic. Like, I'm very happy that one won. Yeah. Um, and, but I was also surprised. And I was like looking at the poll results. I was just like, and we did no uh, electioneering. No. Like, we did no campaigning. So just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, cause I mean, if honestly, if I were, if it were just like, Gary, choose a game, I might have gone with sanitarium. Yep. But I'm very happy we're doing I have no mouth and I must scream. If we just said Colt, choose a game, I would have gone with I have no mouth and I must scream. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very happy to do that one. So, yeah. Yeah, it's another game I have played but never like gone through to completion, mm-hmm. and uh, I really like it. Yeah, and it's easy, widely available. So yeah, play it'll, along. It'll be the month of spook. Yeah, I get super spooked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you everybody who voted again. And if your game did not win, uh, I, I apologize. However, all of these games are winners in their own way. Yeah, uh, exactly. and one of them in a, in a more real way is the winner. But uh, th- this does not mean that we are ruling ourselves out from playing any of these in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And something that, you know, just behind the scenes, like we have to be very uh, mindful of adventure games we do. Yeah. Just because they all have that racist grandpa problem. <laughs> um, and then same thing with, with the JRPGs, I think is what we figured out. Can you explain the racist grandpa problem for people well, who don't like, have it's context? A, it's just a problem with the genre. Yeah. Like okay. you don't, you don't hate your grandpa just because he's racist. It's just a problem at the time. Yeah. So adventure games all have some kind of a, you know, attendant bullshit. The same way JRPGs have some attendant bullshit, which we talked about at length. Yeah. During this week in an episode. So I think we have to be very mindful of those two genres. Mm-hmm. And from here on out. So yeah. the, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> just saying that we're not going to do that shit willy nilly. Right. So we're on notice. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what can people do to help out the show? Well, they can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kick us a couple of bucks and get some cool prizes. Uh, we have some, uh, we have a, we have a shirt going out that is one of my favorite designs here. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, we also have, uh, a postcard as well that is, uh, that, that, that is also pretty good. Um, but, uh, there are some nice little digital rewards too. Go there, uh, check out the various re- reward levels and all of that goes to help us do cool things, uh, like games that we otherwise wouldn't be able to get our hands on or events like our live show. Yeah. Um, you should go to that live show. We mentioned at the mid real bell briefly mentioned it here, the Portland retro gaming expo, um, in October 17th and 18th, I believe, um, in Portland, Oregon, go to it, hang out with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, uh, go to iTunes and rate and review the show. Yeah. We very much appreciate that. Um, if you're not part of the Apple ecosystem, I understand. Um, but if you are, uh, it only takes a moment and it does help us show up on rankings and such. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not part of the Apple ecosystem, tell a friend or just blog it. Yeah. Or, uh, or do anything like that. Um, you can also go on to the website where you can do things such as uh, go to the contact forum and let us know what you think about the upcoming games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also check out our other properties, be they, uh, blogs or other shows mm-hmm. or our cool little store yeah. or our YouTube channels. Like there's all kinds of stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 that, that is your digital entertainment hub. Indeed. <laughs> yep. It's a cool place to hang out and chat with friends mm-hmm. is not that, but um, you should do all those things. And I can't think of anything else. No, keep on listening. We're very happy to have you. Yeah. And uh, watch out for picking up the fireballs pickup.
not much. Apparently, I had something in my throat. Was it a bunch of dicks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Jeez. Coming, coming in hot. <laughs> yes. yes, in fact, it was a bunch of dicks. Yeah, this whole... <laughs> The whole quiver. <laughs>